Finally, welcome to Kind of Funny's Knives Out in Review. Many weeks in the making. We were originally supposed to review this movie the first week back in 2023. Then there was storms in San Francisco. So we get pushed back. It's okay. We'll do bomb it the cyclone. second week. Then bomb cyclone. Greg Miller, jury duty. Pineapple Everything Express. falling apart. So we're like, what are we going to do? How could we possibly do this? You know what? We're going to handle it the only way I know how. Let's take both Knives Out movies and do them together in one mega epic kind of funny in review. Of course, we I'm Tim We spit your face, God. You can't stop this show. You can't, okay? Uh, of course, you will. <laughs> I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle himself, Andy Cortez. Very excited for this one. I'm excited for your, your little, uh, what do you call it? It's a keyboard, piano? What, what, what is it to you? Your music box. It's a soundscape. Soundscape. Andy's soundscape is going to be rocking today, I have mm-hmm. a feeling. How's that make you feel? Joey Noel. Um, I think it's gonna be good. There's a there's a lot of fine tuning maybe that's gonna be happening on the show. I yeah, earlier earlier I leaned over to Joey and I was like, I don't have a dog bark on here, but I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> Awful. Yeah, yeah. And also Joey, literally, we were playing with fire so much so that Joey much. just landed from L.A. She yeah, was at I'm the, the persona party. <laughs> Sorry, you just. But we're it. we're making it happen. Yeah. You can't stop us, God. You can't stop us. Of course, the voice you hear right now, right there, is my slutty daddy. Greg Miller. Oh, hey, how are yeah, you? Yeah. Do you like that? No, that's Pedro. Let Pedro <laughs> yeah. be the slutty daddy. All right? That's what daddy. he wants. I'm just Here's the, big, the daddy. big daddy. Well, you're my big daddy, Greg. And rounding out the group today, we have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpa. So if he's your slutty daddy, uh-huh. what does that make me? Slutty baby. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, I asked for this. That was all in your fault. You opened the door. I do want to give a, a major shout out once again to Carter Harrell and Cameron Kennedy. Cameron for just... Just once again, going way too far with that intro. That was a utter masterpiece. That was really cool. And like, I literally told him, I was like, it's only two movies. <laughs> I don't even know for how we're going to end up getting these recorded. He sent over just the the logo treatment. And I was like, this is enough. Just have it just animate in. He's like, I got you. And he sends me that video. And I'm just like. It's so dope. Oh, very too well talented. Got very too well talented. Too talented. Too damn good. Um, but of course, this is kind of funnies in review where each and every week we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. The whole point of the show is leading into the new releases in theaters, like getting getting refamiliarized uh, with some of the, the movies we've either seen before, maybe sometimes we haven't seen before. This year is about to be wild. There's going to be almost every week a new movie coming out starting in like March um, for franchises that we have previously covered here at Kind of Funny, and that starts very, very soon. Uh, starting next week, we're going to be doing our Ant-Man rewatches. So next week, Ant-Man 1, week after that, Ant-Man 2, and the week after that, Ant-Man 3 is here. Phase 5 wow. is starting. So yeah, it's pretty wild that it's happening this fast. Um, but yeah, today... Then we get to the good stuff after that. Uh, well, that's pretty good there. Yeah, but then we get to Magic Mike's well, last Oh, yeah, technically Magic Mike <laughs> is even is February 10th, so that, that'll be in there as well. A lot of great stuff happening. His last dance is soon to come. Uh, if you want to watch along with us, YouTube.com. Hold on, Andy's fucking face <laughs> youtube.com slash kind of funny is where you want to be um you can also get it as no, a podcast it's not me. <laughs> by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we will be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free and watch it live as we record it you're going to want to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers jay kolbs nathan lamoth monica boomenlog dj kento on twitch trent barry james hastings colin huganell and casey andrew have all done thank you so much today we're actually brought to you by patreon and all the cool bonus content you can get over there including greg way what's greg way greg 
Gregway is my daily vlog series where every day you get five minutes with me at least, usually more because I can't shut up, where I just talk about whatever's happening, answer some questions, and hang out. Mm-hmm. You get the shit list, you get kind of feudy, you get the next gen podcast that was an absolute banger this month. Anyway, all that stuff. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can go there and get it. But enough about all of that. I have waited long enough to talk about Knives Out. So here's how we're going to handle this, everybody. We're going to go through the rigmarole of both movies at the beginning. Then we're going to just give our thoughts on the first movie. Greg will do the plot of the first movie. Then give uh, our thoughts on the second movie. Greg will give the (coughs) plot of the second movie, and then we'll rank at the end. Sound fun? Yes. Fantastic. Let's get into it. Movie number one was called Knives Out. And movie number two, Glass Onion. A Knives Out mystery. Originally, he didn't want to call the second one Damn. Knives Out at all. He was like, no, no. I just They're like, no, we'd like, like to sell this. Those stuff. mystery books, you know, where it's just like, it's Agatha the same. Christie books. Exactly. Or, yeah, any of those things where it's just, it's just the name of the thing, but you know it's an Agatha Christie novel, mm-hmm. right? And Netflix is like, no. No, we got no, IP no. here. We got IP, baby. <laughs> so you we, got Benoit Blanc back. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. How crazy and, uh, is it that the third the first one coming too? The first one's not on Netflix. Disgusting. It's weird. Like, oh, that's fucking weird. <laughs> kind yeah, of a big mess. Like, Turns it's out huge. it's one of those ones I bought because I wanted to watch it while I was still in theaters or whatever, so I'm fine. But you know. I had to rent it twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. Um, the first one was released on November 27th, 2019 in a pre-pandemic world. And uh, the second one came out in theaters on November 23rd, 2022 for just one week in a very post-pandemic world, uh, then coming to Netflix on December 23rd, um, which is just wild overall. What a strategy from Netflix. It was the the most um, widely released Netflix movie yet in theaters. And it was doing really well, made 15 million its first week, which is really good numbers for something like this. And they're like, nope, <laughs> come to Netflix. You're like, all right. all right. Yeah. I guess you just want to leave money on the table, but okay, okay. Um, they both have runtimes of around two hours and 10 minutes. Um, this one, uh, both of them, directed by Ryan Johnson. Nick, how do we know Ryan Johnson? Oh, well, we know, well, we know Ryan Johnson <laughs> most famously or infamously from The Last Jedi, but I also know him from Looper and from a couple other movies. Looper. Breaking really? Bad. What's that? Breaking Bad. He, he directed Breaking Bad. Bre- direct he was two episodes North. of Breaking Bad. No, I did not know that. <laughs> um, it was also written by Ryan Johnson. Both of them were. Uh, the first movie was actually uh, nominated at the 92nd Academy Awards for Best Original Screenplay. Um, music for both movies was done by Nathan Johnson. We're talking about some Nepo babies here. Damn. Uh, this is Ryan's cousin. Uh, his oh, first cool. musical score was for the award-winning film Brick. Is that term. Uh, Ryan Johnson is his cousin. Uh, his cousin Mark Johnson did the title credits, and based on the font of uh, Agatha Christie, it's a family series, affair. It's a family affair. You know? What about his uncle Big Johnson? Is he still making those T-shirts? Exactly. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you guys believe that Zach Johnson is another cousin, and he painted all the cast paintings in the end credits? Oh. So yeah, oh. really is a family affair. You'll he's he's saving some bucks too. Exactly. You know what I mean? You don't need to go to Alex Ross every time. Yeah, this guy doing. Yeah, uh, I can just I can give you fifteen dollars a painting. <laughs> like, wow, come on, Ryan Johnson. Both movies had a budget of forty million dollars. Uh, the first movie made three hundred and eleven point nine million in theaters, and then the second one made, like I said earlier, fifteen million. But that's you got to keep in context. That's actually really, really, really good for a Netflix release movie in limited theaters mm-hmm. for only a week. So there we go. Nick, I want to start with you. What did you think of the original Knives Out? Uh, I really like this movie. I'm a sucker for a mystery, and this one has everything that I would want in a mystery. Right? We've got interesting characters that are are not what they seem right off the bat. We've got a compelling detective, and it doesn't necessarily center on him. And there's a cool twist at the end that you don't you don't really see coming. 
uh, which are all things that I, I look for and I enjoy. You, you pack all that in to kind of a haunted mansion feel, uh, the Hounds of Baskerville or whatever, the, you know, whatever those Arthur Conan Doyle like Sherlock Holmes movies or books were, you get something that I'm a sucker for. I, I enjoy them. I think on, on a personal note, it's awesome watching Daniel Craig not have to be James Bond, sure. not have to jump through windows and, you know, karate chop people or, or fire his ball. Be hilarious. PK. You know what I mean? Be He's funny. so funny. He's hamming it up. He gets to play a different character. Driving a car that he always drives. You know what I mean? That we expect him to. Exactly. Appreciate a lot. Uh, and yeah. so, you know, it's a, <laughs> uh, I don't get the joke. James Bond in review. James Bond's car. Oh, you mean the car that shouldn't have been in Skyfall? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. And we can get into that right now if you want to get into that. Right now. Uh, no, I, I really liked the first one, and it was actually, uh, I don't. I didn't remember a lot of it, and I was like, I, I think this is a lot simpler than I thought. And by about three quarters of the way through, I was like, right, there's a twist. I forgot, and that's great, and that's what you want. Um, and we're along for the ride with Benoit Blanc and Anna the Armist's character and twist, twists and turns and stuff. Super fun. I like the movie a lot. Gregory. I adore this movie. Uh, Knives Out caught me by surprise in terms of, I remember when it came out and it was making waves and getting to finally see it. Uh, I thought anytime you get a cast that's good together, you're hopefully going to get something great. Uh, but the script itself was so amazing, and I think it's impeccably done. It's one of, I would say, my favorite movies of re recent times, if I was to sit down and give you a top ten or something like that. I think the performances are great all around. Uh, I think... I don't get bored watching it ever. I think it's you know it's one of those movies that I think gets better the more you watch it. I, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've watched this because it is one of those comfort movies, uh, which is more something I think of from the late 80s, early 90s, like something Clue. I would watch. Yeah, yeah. Clue, yeah, or Big or whatever. But like this is one of those ones that I'll toss on while I do something else occasionally and have it just running. Uh, I love the twists. I love the turns. You know, your point, like I remember watching it that first time and when we get to Marta revealing what actually happened to us, the audience, and in her own head, mm -hmm. but then not to them and then the back and forth and then they added an element of rants. It was like, wow, like this was keeping me on my toes, even though I thought they showed their hand earlier. They really yeah. didn't, right? Like, it's one of those where when you think you know what the movie is, it changes a bit. And I really love that. Joey. I like this movie. I don't love this movie. I feel like even back when I first saw it, when it first came out, I was like a little bit lower on it than um, a lot of people were. But like, honestly, and then this isn't future spoilers, but I'm just down to get one of these movies every few years with like a cast of yep. really fun people interacting and especially like people that we don't see all the time and people coming back like Don Johnson, random and Love um, Tony Collette Jamie and Curtis. Jamie Lee Come Curtis on. together. Mm, like JLC. it's just a fun group of people. Powerhouse. And I would just be down to watch all of these people do this all the time. Uh, I love mystery. So I think that was fun. Anna Darmus, so good. So good. So good in this. I think this is the first thing I ever saw her in or that I remembered her for a thing. This is what launched her for me. I don't can't did she was she already a Bond? Blade Runner was no, she had done Blade Runner, I okay. think, prior to this and a few other I'm things. I'm not a loser, but. I didn't see the movie. <laughs> um Chris Evans. Come on. And that was the thing. On. We were coming so hot off of Avengers and yeah. like knowing him so well. So to get it, when he's in, eat shit, eat shit. <laughs> yeah, like it was like such a great moment. Yeah. yeah. And also just point of clarification, Greg and I saw Blade Runner together. I know. Uh, yeah. I know. We saw it together. No, we didn't. I saw it with your wife. I believe that. I've never seen a Blade Runner, so why would I go you see did, You saw it with us. No. I'm Googling it. Go ahead. <laughs> How do you Google I'll bet that? the house. I'm so surprised. I'm struggling to imagine Jen there and not you, but maybe. Maybe that's what happened. I think she likes Blade Runner and I don't. And I was like, I'm well, good. She I'm didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The original yeah. IP. <laughs> enough to it. Um, yeah, it's just, I like, it's fun to see all of these characters and all of these uh, actors playing roles that we don't necessarily expect. And I'm down for all of these. Give me more. Andy. I had a blast with it, dude. I love when it gets to that part middle of the movie. And it feels like you're at the end of it, and you say, "Well, shit, we're still, we still got like a half a movie to go. What else could they possibly show us?" 
and they just keep on revealing cooler and cooler things. Um, great cast, a lot of fun, good humor in it. Um, every character is always just sort of like a depiction of modern America, and I really enjoy that. Um, yeah, just a, a great uh, one-two punch, I would say, because this is my first time watching it. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, really love these movies. I feel like it's uh, there's something about when a director and writer are the same person and there's just like a vision, vision. especially for something that is like as small as this. But mm-hmm. when you have the connections, it's kind of that perfect storm of like Brian Johnson had the ability to get this cast of people together and to commit as hard as they did to these super fun characters while wanting to make a murder mystery, knowing the scope that they have of, cool, it's going to be in this mansion. Like, that is the point. And if we go out of the mansion, there has to be real specific reasons, and it better be worth it. And every single thing is built on our expectation of watching this as a murder mystery, knowing that we're playing along, knowing that we're trying to, like, outsmart the movie, because that's the point of murder movies, right? Like, you're supposed to play, you're supposed to get the breadcrumbs, but always be questioning, like, are they leading me in the wrong direction? Is this mm-hmm. red herring? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, this movie is just so impeccably made and impeccably written that it almost takes away from it being perfect, where it's like, I think that it's almost too good for its own good, huh. <laughs> where it's like, I, I, I would rather a little bit more imperfections to to be like, yo, this is a 10 out of 10. I said this is an 8 out of 10, and I, they, this is the most 8 out of 10 a movie can possibly be. Wow. Because watching it, I'm constantly like, they're following their own rules. They don't play the bullshit card of like, oh, there was actually this whole other thing that you could have never seen coming. Like you were saying, the more you watch the movie, the more you appreciate it. That's so true. Every single thing here is for a reason. Like every weird thing, the first time you watch it, of Daniel Craig hitting the piano keys, and you're like, what is he doing? It all adds up. And watching it more times, you're like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. So it's like, I appreciate the hell out of the out of the movie, even though I feel like moment to moment, it can kind of just feel like, wow, this, this character is such a caricature, and they're written mm. in such a mm-hmm. character way that it can be a little off-putting. But it's not about that moment. It's about the overall of those characters interacting together. That, to me, just makes a fun-ass time. Yeah, I mean, on that point, this movie does something that I really appreciate, and that, that's something that I think is the, the highest mark for a murder mystery, is that you get to the end of it, and when it's revealed, when he, when he does the obligatory, I'm going to tell you how this all broke down, you get that shock of like, he knew the whole time. He was on it from the second she walked in and saw that thing on her shoe and stuff. Like, wow, it blows your mind, right? And that's that's how it should be. We'll we'll get to we'll get to the glass onion after the after the pot of this one. Damn, damn, that's a future, that's a future <laughs> tease. Jesus. Nick leaving some breadcrumbs here for us. <laughs> He's taking us on his own Spoilers, little murder I like the glass journey. onion the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> so with that. I think it's time to get to the plot, Andy. Do you have any any musical soundscape prepared for us? Plot. Perfect. <laughs> so is Greg Miller doing the plot? <laughs> Jesus, what the hell is going on here? Audio list is Greg just Props. removed his sweatshirt. He's, he's got very, glasses very on. Suited up right yeah, now. he's got a colored shirt and a tie. Now he's oh, walking he's got around. A wireless mic on him. Oh, I didn't. This is does, a, he does oh, have a wireless. He mic. has a wireless what mic. What are you doing over there? <laughs> I thought I thought we were going to be contained over there. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Is he just going to? Is it too early to reveal, Tim, what Greg's been telling you? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my name is Greg Wablonk. <laughs> And today I'll be your narrator of quite the motion picture journey, Mr. Cortez. (laughs) (laughs) So let us begin with Knives Out. We got a notebook. An actual notebook. A very small one. 
Don't insult the size of my notebook, please, Mr. Gettys. Impossibly small for a man of your stature. <laughs> Mr. Scarpino, I'll ask you to keep it to a dull roar. Yes, Your Honor. My meme always in the back sleeping. <laughs> Knives Out begins with two dogs. Oh, the two, two dogs are barking. Oh, my word, Mr. Cortez. You had me hyped. You had me hyped saying, I'll have the soundboard have the dog noises. It's, just, it's mostly the dogs. That are... Our housekeeper friend finds the murdered body of Harlan Frombe. Throat slit. Clearly a suicide, some would say, Clearly. but not all would say that, Timothy. Mm -hmm. One week later... Guess what? Everybody comes on back to the house. Come on back to the crib. We're going to have some gumbo. All right. This accent's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like taking back to Dandy. Like, how long do you keep this up? Isn't he? Isn't that? He's a southern dandy. Yeah. yeah. Why are they coming over for gumbo if he's Because I'm south. southern and I'm oh, telling okay. it that way. Whenever right? you lose it, just think of what Andy Red tells everybody blanc. in the office when Red he's like, blanc. you got to talk like there's some shit coming well, out of your mouth. Well, you even see Daniel Craig always talking on the side of his mouth when he's doing this voice from Benoit Blanc. Greg, if you do need birds tripping. Give me. <laughs> got this. Just to set the so, scene. Okay, you know, give me a, what else do we have? Because this board? is an audio. What else do we have? I mean, I'll let oh, you Let's know. go this way. Let's instead of me just throwing to you and you going, beep, beep, brother, I'm some kind of fucking paper boy dog. You tell me what the goddamn sounds are. <laughs> brother, I'll let you know, all right? This is an audio murder mystery adventure, okay? I want people in their cars figuring out this murder mystery with their families. <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, and one week later, they all come back together, all right, to be interviewed by two detectives and one, Benoit Blanc. And this is when we get into a little segment I call Motive Menagerie. Andy, hit the song. It's time for Motive Menagerie. Nothing rhymes with Oof. Menagerie. Oof. <laughs> Please come play with me. I was me. doing the Blackbird Beatles, but yeah, like, I if I had my guitar, I'd be able to do it. Because they were playing Blackbird in the... Not a whole lot of music in these movies. What's going on? Like, you know what I mean? There's no like big little flourishes. There's no big Give me another theme. flourish. Good job, Andy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Crowd's roaring. Great. You're doing great, Greg. You're now, it's Andy yeah. that's really the wet blanket on the entire operation. He's the worst. And it's Greg Wahlberg. Uh, anyways, though, this is where we bring everybody together, right? And we start interviewing them with the detectives and Benoit on the back and the keyboard and stuff like that. And, of course, we get the rundown of, like, you know, who everybody is, their relationships to one another. We find out that, of course, the one and only JLC, Jamie Lee Curtis, married to Don Johnson from... Uh, Miami Vice. That's right, Miami That's Vice. Right. Uh, they have a shitty son named Ransom who's not even there. Uh, we get going. Of course, you have Joni there, uh, Tony Collette, of course, fantastic from Heredity. Also, we didn't. Look, Keith Stanfield is one of one of the detectives. Just also like, great just job. Side yeah, yeah, yeah. role, so good. Very underutilized in this one. Know. <laughs> you know, you gotta be. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ensemble. Exactly. It's an ensemble, Mr. It's a, Scarpino. Ensemble, as we call it. Ensemble, as we call it in the trick. Uh, of course, t Tony's got the kid going to college. She's double dipping on that of course uh jamie lee curtis is very uh, touchy about the fact that she's made from the ground up you are ready for you are ready for something mr cortez what is it just at any moment at any moment i could just pop in here with a the guy getting punched <laughs> let me try it <laughs> 
good. That was good. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis built her business from the ground up, right? Uh, of course, she actually had the million dollar loan or whatever, but she doesn't think that way. Uh, Don Johnson, of course, is cheating uh, on Jamie Lee Curtis, and our Arthur Thromby knows that. Mr. Thromby knows that. Uh, then you have the one, the only, Michael Shannon, oh, yeah. General so Zod from Man so of Steel, good. and the dad from that one weird movie that I forgot where his kid was like an alien or some shit. I forget. There was something going on with it. Anyways, though, oh, he's also in, of course, Groundhog Day. He goes to WrestleMania. Remember this? Oh, my God. That's him, yeah. Uh, he's there. Uh, he's the publishing guy, and he totally sucks and hasn't ever made anything original in his entire fucking life. He's just got, mooching off daddy. Just mooching, mooching off his dad. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he's there running the publishing company, and then he gets cut out, we find out of the night. Because, you know, I'm, this is all happening at once. But we just sit here for a while, and we keep coming back, and then eventually we get the things of what's happening at the party. The fun thing about the party is you keep getting from the different perspectives. So it's, you know, each one of the couples blowing out the candles with that or whatever and being all happy, but then you talk to other. There's the great line with Jamie Lee Curtis, right, where when uh, Benoit Blanc, is revealed and everybody pops for him or whatever. She's like, I know who you are. I read the, the, the profile in the New Yorker. And she's like, you know, he asked a question. He's like, I'm not going to bag on my, you're not going to tr- bait me into tricking or talking shit about my family. And then it's right to Don Johnson, who's an idiot, who just tells him everything. And everybody <laughs> so else does too, right? So great. And so that's how you run through it. Uh, yeah, like I said, that's going on. Uh, Don's lying. Uh, Joni's double dipping. Meg doesn't know it though, but that's part of her college thing. Uh, Ransom is a dick, and he's already run off. But we don't know that yet, and all that stuff. Uh, then, uh, as we go through this whole thing, we got to walk around with the detectives. The one and only Marta shows up, right? Or she's been there the whole time, I should say. She doesn't show up, uh, but she comes out. She gets uh, interviewed finally. She'll puke if she lies, which is a super weird thing they toss in. It's, it's just great. It's a it's great so, little device to play with. It's the only device I don't like in this movie uh, oh. because it's it's. Is it really? Is that no. a thing? Okay. That's what, it's so far-fetched that it, it's, it almost cheapens everything. And, like, the fact that it's, like, it's, it's, it kind of destroys it for me a little bit because, like, it's, a mechanic, it's like a mechanic in a game that's OP. Why would he just sit there and have, like, what really happened? Yeah. Just let, keep her in the room. He sees the spot of blood, but, like, what really happened? It just kind of breaks. I, I love it, but it's an example of what I'm talking about if the movie's too perfect. Like, yeah. it has an answer for everything, and sometimes the answer is just, like, yeah, hey, she throws up when she lies and so it's like we're just supposed to believe that and we do and it is great reveals and has great moments but it is kind of like well that only happened because like you set that up to happen so it's just it's this very perfect cause and effect that sometimes leads to some weird decisions that you're either in for or you're not right Mr. Scarpino, as an investigator myself I can't wait to see what Mr. Getty thinks of the glass onion we'll get to that uh, later don't worry yeah. about that we'll get to that later <laughs> spoilers Oh, I was gonna give you a chance. I was gonna give you a chance. Okay. I think it was screams. Why did I want that? I want to scream. Hold on. No, no, not you. <laughs> Anyways, this doesn't seem like a suicide. It seems like a murder. I was thinking this is where the scream would go, probably. Oh, this. Oh, oh, you want the scream here? Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, well, you're you you can't get me all hyped up for the other shit. What's the other shit? He literally just said he was trying to figure out the scream. Yeah. We get a rundown of what actually occurred last night based on all what they have, right? Linda has woken up three times because she's a light sleeper and up the stairs you'd hear stomping going on. Uh, Joni, of course, went up there to check when she heard a loud thump. Uh, Marta left at midnight as oh, d- done by Zod when he saw them walk outside. Super. Dad came down for a snack and Zod sent him back upstairs. A loud thump. Meg came home last, but she heard dogs in the middle of the night, right? And so then uh, that's what we know so far. Uh, then we get Marta on the, the stand here, right? She, she's going to be interviewed. And this is where we get to go in Marta's head and see how everything actually happened, right? And so she went up there afterwards. Oh, well, first off, she also knows they asked her earlier about to confirm all the motives. Uh, a motive menagerie. 
Time for the Motive Menagerie. You got one more movie coming up to get a Motive Menagerie. Uh, and, they, and they start talking to Marta about it, right? And this is when she's like, yeah, okay, cool. And she runs us through what actually happened in her head where she went up there and accidentally switched, uh, didn't know what the vials were and gave him, uh, you know, fucking one million milligrams of morphine or whatever, right? And so, like, he's going to shut down and she doesn't have the NorCal thing to stop it. NorCon, NorCan, NorCan, NorCan. And so then Thromby's like, this would be a good book. And he's writing his shit down and it's great. And I would just say, just for the record, like Nick, if I'm ever like, man, in eight minutes I'm gonna die. Like, call the ambulance. No, I wouldn't do that. I was just, well, yeah, probably call the ambulance. But I'd also be like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it out for a little bit. Let's, let's make sure. I don't feel bad yet. Maybe you know what's gonna happen. In eight, let's get, let's get to the seven minute mark before I slit my own throat. You know oh, what I mean? It, like, I, I forget. I forget what was his plan for the morphine though. For like the toxicology report, did he have one? I don't think he. I don't think. I he, think he thought because he slit his throat, it would just be a suicide. It. Yeah, nobody's gonna do it. No, there probably wouldn't be that big of a toxicology. Again, another small. And I. And this is a Nick pit. A little Nick pit. I got you. Let me get right here. But they always do a toxicology report on dead body. He should know that the guy's a murder mystery writer, right? This is one of those things where I was like, that's the only. That's the only flaw in this whole structure is that I'm like, you would have. Ha- I wish they had accounted for that. Like mm. he's like, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Like he's like, I got a guy in the fucking thing that's gonna. But like. Obviously, it comes back to bite her in the ass for good reason because they always do a toxicology report. One doesn't bite her in the ass, actually. It bites ransom in the ass. But I'm not aggressor. The face he makes. Oh, it's <laughs> the only way to get, get it. You know what I mean? My Mr. Cortez. I'm as southern as apple pie and racism. Uh, so anyways, she goes through wow. and runs through the whole thing, and the vials got switched, as we know, right? And so then, you know, Arthur Thromby immediately is on the pitch. Like, listen, don't throw away your life if they if you get... Any trouble for this, then they would know and they would export your mom, not export, deport your mom. <laughs> export. <laughs> like she's America's a Chiquita banana. banana. <laughs> you know what I mean? They would deport your mom. You can't go down for this. You can't, ha- you're a good person and I love you and it's cool, whatever. So, you know what? I'll slip my throat. But before I do that, uh, you go downstairs, you, know, you leave and make a big production of it. Say it, slam the door, yada, yada, yada. Uh, get in your car, drive off, turn off before the sign. She gets confused, turns out after the sign. Uh, then you double back, come up through the secret entrance. You come up here then put on my clothes then you walk downstairs uh, Zod will be like yo go back up anytime to fight Superman and you will go back up and they'll say that and you'll be gone and it'll be I would have fucked up this plan so early on yeah well it's, a, it's a, you know it's like a lot of instructions it's an interesting I don't you know I don't know the I don't pretend to know the thrombers all that well but it's just like an interesting thing of like he thought Zod would Michael Shannon would treat him like you would treat like the the great his his great grandma or whatever right like it's like it's a lot your dad fucking owns your ass you know what i mean you're yeah. he's clearly the big swinging dick of the house like he comes down and you're like go back to bed dad like yeah that's, uh, that's fuck you get off my fucking porch that's a lot to account for <laughs> yeah, as, yeah as if he would just would have been like dad come here i got so much and like, not to mention like yeah. I, he's mad about it maybe this is a chance to talk to him or whatever yeah. but, you know whatever they, they had eight minutes to pull together this plan right joe no well and guy. how many times has this scenario happened where he, they can like telegraph how it's going to go? Yeah, exactly. Like, or whatever. It doesn't imagine that they do like Sunday dinners every night. Or mm, yeah. But it doesn't matter. That happens. Then he slits his fucking throat. Right. He's like, blah, peace be with you. <laughs> Cuts his fucking throat or whatever. That's <laughs> some, tru- that's some stuff. Hold on real quick. Okay. It's a that was her turning off the road to yeah. at the wrong time. That's great. Um, man, I can see this working for glass onion later. So I'm going to, okay, okay. you know, almost pancaked me. Yeah, almost pancaked me. Good, good, good. Um, and so anyways, then it's the next day and it's like, he, oh, Benoit had been like, you got to come back and be like my, you know, everybody, you know how all the pieces on the board come on and hang out with me some more and do this shit with me. And I don't like, no, but it's also working on the inside, which is nice. So they get there and they go to investigate the security tapes. And it's an old man who I see in a lot of stuff, but not anymore, but you used to see him in a lot of stuff. He's a character actor. Uh, 
Why they, is your tie like that, Greg? Can I ask? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to be insulting, but it's almost like he didn't watch the fucking movie. What an idiot. What when you get home idiot. tonight and you sit in your pile of shit like you do, yeah. right? Yeah. I want you to go watch the last scenes with Benoit Blanc because he puts it all together. So we're into the third time. If I had suspenders, I'd be a goddamn mirror image of Daniel Craig right now. They're perfect. They're brothers. <laughs> fucking go in there and fart while you suck. <laughs> Fart in your, in your pile, of, pile shit. of shit. Fart in your shit. Go fart in your shit. <laughs> Absolute monster. It's so- <laughs> what happened earlier today to get everybody to this point? Miss Noel. Um The tape gets ejected. She erases the tape with a magnet. She took off the fridge, which was cool. She's basically here now to be what the antlers called the Bumble Squad. Remember, you remember these stories, Tim, right? Oh, yeah. When the, when the, the, when the Mizzou Athletic Department took away the Antlers' guaranteed seating at games and they moved everyone to general admission except the zoo crew, the Antlers would form two groups, the Fit Kids and the Bumble Squad. And what it was is the Fit Which Kids would get... Oh, come on now. <laughs> come on, I'll be bumbling left and right. And so you put the Fit Kids in one line so they could run to the seats we wanted, and then you put the Bumble Squad in the other line, and you get up there and you drop your student ID and you couldn't get the ticket out fast enough, and that way you block the whole line let the Antlers get a seat. <sighs> so she's out there racing tapes. She's seeing muddy shoe prints. She's stomping all over them. She sees the terrace piece. She's throwing it away. The dogs keep bringing it back or whatever. And all shit's breaking loose, right? But guess who shows up? The one and only Captain America. This white boy can drive a car fast. He shows up and his name's Ransom. It's a weird name for people to call you have a name. You know, the real name's Hugh. But nobody calls him that except the help. Fucking good. It's not, mm. it's not too perfect. It's just perfect. It's, it's just, just well perfect. done. You know what I mean? Uh, in the commentary, Ryan Johnson described Chris Evans' entrance when the barking dogs surround him at the will reading as some of the best acting he's ever seen because dogs love Chris Evans and Chris Evans loves dogs. <laughs> we all, we've all seen the puppy video, right? Oh, yeah. I, don't know if I have seen yeah. the puppy video. Have you ever seen the, the Chris Evans plays with puppies? Well, the one where he shows his dick? I don't think no, that's the same video, but I didn't make it video. to the end, so I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ransom shows up. He comes in. He <laughs> Fuck. Comes in, eats some biscotti cookies. <laughs> that's how you know they're rich. Uh, he tells the cops to fuck off. Then he gets there, and he's mean to him, and he tells everybody to eat shit, eat shit, eat shit, eat shit. It's just a fucking great. Chris Evans, come on, man. You know that, what I mean? That bit there, uh, he was originally supposed to tell everybody, fuck you, but Ryan Johnson decided to remove the F-bombs in the script to secure a PG-13 rating and keep it more like mystery films that he's used to watching. Uh, and Chris Evans was the one who suggested saying eat shit, and I'm so happy he did. Yeah. Seeing Captain fucking America tell everyone to eat shit was just perfect. He has the perfect like grin on his face while he's doing so it. So much fun. Ugh. It reminds me of old Chris Evans. Not another teen movie Chris Evans. Fantastic Scott Four. Chris Evans. Yeah. Fantastic Four Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah. We didn't like him exactly back then. The one. You know what I mean? We didn't like him back then. Oh. Now we do. No, you didn't. Uh, this is where it turns out that Zod's got a Nazi son and he was in there jerking it. And this it, fucking kid. Yeah, right? Incredible. Looks, you know, it's a shame he was never cast as Harry Osborne because he's looking like a great young Harry Osborne. Here. Mm. You know what I mean? Change things, kid. Right? It, 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 you know what? Is he changing? No, he's it. It. It, it. kid. That's right. And it was also in that, that scary movie rewatch that was really good. That was like in the cabin in the snow. Oh, with yeah. The, with, with the mom um, that might not be the right mom. With Lisa. Uh, yes. With a. Uh, Presley's daughter. What's no, Bradley no, Bradley 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 Bradley. Yeah, yeah. no, was he? I'm gonna do some research. Wow, okay, I, I don't remember him in that at all. I remember that movie, but it wasn't that she wasn't the right mom. It was that they were trying to convince <laughs> she, her. They were fucking with her. The children playing. <laughs> Anyways, if there's that. there's a few different things. It's not high on the list, Andy. <laughs> but if we did invent a time machine, we should have gone back in time here, knock him on the head, put him in a little cryogenic t- tube. 
defrost him for these Tom Holland movies because he'd be a great Harry Osborn. Oh, I see. Okay. Nah, he's probably too old. It'd be weird, you know? Like you think? I don't think I so. I don't know how old this kid is. Maybe he's I mean, Tom Holland's going to be playing a 20-year-old for the rest of his life. The Lodge. The Lodge. But was that the, the one with Riley? Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Huh. He was a little shit in that, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Anyways, he heard uh, Grandpa arguing with Ransom and Ra- before Ransom stormed out with everybody new. But we don't really know what they were, and Ransom won't give too many details. Doesn't matter. It's time for the will reading. Uh, I guess what? Everything's going to Marta. Everybody flips their shit. They can't fucking believe it. Uh, she comes out. It's all disoriented. The camera's on in hands, I think. You know, it's like all loosey-goosey yeah. to really throw you off. Ransom drives up. He's like, get in. She's like, all right, any port in a storm. And she gets in, and then he takes her to the number one chili restaurant. And he's like, here's some fucking beans and just diarrhea. This is the kind of shit Andy sits in when he goes home. <laughs> God, he just sits in it and he just carves in it. <laughs> Makes that clapping sound. It's just, it's oh. Nick in the background going, fart in your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And so anyways, this is where he puts the bowl over in the great, you know, he's still you're like, oh man, he's being nice. Oh no, he's not, he's a dick. And she has to tell him everything. Got that great sweater on. Yeah, I know with the whole thing. revolution. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that guy his styling in this movie is Perfect. He used to, he also I think back in the day because he got popular right in like the early two thousands when like the turtleneck sweater the big turtleneck sweater was I was like this guy's caught every sweater revolution for the last three decades good for he's him. been a part of it all yeah part of it all uh, and so anyways this you know later it's cool when the, you we see this conversation played out with uh, Blanc giving all the information about it but anyways here here we're doing the thing it's happening great uh, what are you gonna do I don't know blah blah and then she gets a call from Meg who's you know uh, t- calling up half of the family to sell her out and be like you got to give back the money and yada yeah she hangs up like all right cool and, and you know th- this is where she's like i'll do it ransom i'll work with you you know you do this and you'll get your what you should have got in your inheritance and just get me out of this jam if you will or whatever it's so interesting too to see the family flip on her so quickly because at the beginning they're all like we're so sorry you should have been here like, yeah but it's done all of it's this. all the and lip then, service like, of yeah. yeah and i know you know that i know that obviously it's in them but it's like it is totally lip service that even though they keep saying she's like family yeah. she's totally helped to them well and and it's they, the whole oh. thing of like i kept i i think you should have come to the funeral but yeah. i lost the vote yeah. i lost yeah, the yeah, vote yeah, and yeah. everyone said that so yeah, you're like yeah. well who voted yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. well her the, every single person like saying that she's from somewhere different yeah and like just yeah, yeah, I love that. and like him walking by and like 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 I forget what he says, but he like hands her the um the plate as if she's like supposed to just help put it yeah, away. Yeah. It's like, what is it? It's yeah. like Ecuador and Peru. Or I mean, there's like or six or like seven. That. Yeah. That yeah, go through. It's like Kevin, you eating crackers in there? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was, my, <laughs> my mic should have been muted. My bad. <laughs> I just love like the swallowing. But what is it? Saltines? It sounds like a little thing of saltines. No, it's an it's it. Nice. That sounds about right. That is Hell yeah. But I do like that we all looked at Andy. Like, what is he doing with this <laughs> one? <laughs> you got fucking... Uh, something failed in here. Like, it was marked as muted, but, like, for whatever reason, it was live. So yeah, I heard, I heard Kevin refilling some ice, and I was like, did that sound come from away? It was weird. <laughs> uh, so then it's the next day, and Marta comes out of her house, and, well, yeah, this is, yeah, the, the news is out there. Are we rich? We might be rich. Well, uh, she comes out of the back door, and Zod's there, and he's going to be creepy with a cane, and then uh, she's got a bunch of mail, and then uh, he's like, you know, with my resources, I could make sure none of this happens. She goes, well, your resources are my resources. Fucking great move. Son of a bitch. She sneaks back into the house, opens up. She got an unmarked letter with no postage on it, opens it up. I know what you did, and it's the, ma- it's the medical examiner yeah, thing. Like, oh, no. <laughs> what a Twitch. Right. Awesome. She's in the movie. Uh, and so this is where she's like, she hits uh, the Chris Evans. She's like, yo, Ransom, this is what's happening. He's like, well, this is fucking crazy. Well, we should go to the medical records department. They go to the medical records department. It's burned down. Pom, pom, pom. Wild. Yeah, I remember seeing this at the years being like, whoa. They yeah. like up the ante here. Yeah, it is. Nailed it. Nailed it. And then Benoit Blanc is there too, of course. Oh, right, Joe. Yeah, that's a great call, Joe. You got a fire noise? No, wait. 
Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sirens are an well, RN. This is a great one of like. Then Benoit Blanc sees them over there. She peels out. They give in the slowest chase possible. Yeah. They peel out, and then in the slowest car chase possible with the cops. Oh. <laughs> well, screaming. Uh, they chase them down and eventually uh, get there. And who do they arrest? Uh, the one and only Ransom. Dun, dun, dun. It turned out that oh. when Benoit Blanc sat there uh, with Grandmama, uh, she was eventually like, she Ransom, saw Ransom. Ransom, you're back, back again. Back. <laughs> Mike was out. It's a good <laughs> good uh, they take in Ransom, and then Blanc climbs into uh, the car of uh, Marta, and they're going to go the rest of the way. But she's like, I need to pick something up. He's like, okay. So she stops, and she goes into the one place and goes into the back door of the other place. And in there, she finds Fran with a spider on her face, which was weird. And then it, Fran wakes up real quick. Creepy. It is all very super creepy. Super quick. And she's like, you did this but it's actually you did this but we don't know that you did this and then she dies but she doesn't have the thing and then uh you know here so she'd only been sitting there for five minutes yeah i think he just like killed her somehow he just injected morphine he gave her an overdose yeah so it's the eight ten minute window we're talking about with him or, or her or whatever um, you know, this obviously Marta could run and try to keep on the run. Instead, she calls 911 because she's a good person. Does the right thing. Uh, Benoit Blanc singing out in the car or whatever. And he's, oh, shit, and whatever. And then they, oh, my God, okay. And she, she finally tells Blanc everything. Um, and he, they go back to the house. And, uh, okay, blah, blah, blah. And she mentions Fran Stash or whatever because that's, that's what Fran mentioned, Stash. And so she goes to Fran Stash with the weed usually, but she has toxicology report. Gives it to Blanc. Marta comes in to confess to the family everything. Blanc cuts her off. Dressed exactly like me right now, Andy. That's right. right. Just like me right now. Well, I'm sorry. Daniel? That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Greg, guys. It's just me. It's just Greg. Pat already said Daniel Greg, yeah. Crazy. He doesn't read the chat. Nick can't read. Uh, and so then they all start, you know, he starts laying into them, and he starts laying out what's actually going on. The text is so big on that. It's like my mom put it on there. And then uh, they For grab Mike. Ransom in a Jesus different Christ room. So they bring da- Ransom into a different room uh, where they lay it all out for real now, right? Of like, okay, well, this is what happened. You saw your plan fail, and you were on the phone with us, and this is what you figured out here. And so you knew the only way to get it out of, to do this would be to pin the murder on her. So that's what, but then the toxicology report came back, and there wasn't anything because, of course, you're a good nurse, and you can tell just by the viscosity. City, what it is or whatever the feel yeah, i love exactly, you've done this exactly. so much yeah, yeah. i love perceptible i love that it's yeah. so cool it was really cool or whatever and so uh it's then cool of movie. course in the middle of it uh, the hospital calls marta and she answers the phone and says fran's awake and she's ready to give a statement well so, so, somebody called the hospital the hospital called marta. again oh my gosh <laughs> That's like a machine gun. <laughs> I got that here, too. Don't worry And about so finally, that. at the end of it, you know, Chris Evans, a.k.a. Ransom, is like, what do you got me for? Attempted murder and arson? Like, I'll be out with a good lawyer, which I have. I'll be out in no time. And, what do you, and when I do, I'm going to ruin your life, you bitch or whatever. And then Marta throws oh, up in his face. Good. And the, the fun cop, who's also coming up, spoilers in Glass Onion, uh, he's like, that means she's lying. <laughs> he's like, yeah, exactly. Fran's dead. You are a murderer. We have your confession uh, taped. And then he just goes, well, in for a penny. And he fucking grabs a knife off the chair and does it. And goosh, and it's a fake knife, which was referenced earlier. And I left out, yeah, obviously. Was, but, I mean, you wouldn't even know the thing or whatever. Love that. And so then it's done. Ransom done. Uh, Ransom gets hauled off by the police outside. And then Don Johnson's like, we got to do the thing. And then it turns out that, you know, Don Johnson's a moron and opened up the letter that was blank on the Har- 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 Harlan's desk. And then it was like, oh, it's not even a real letter. But Jamie Lee Curtis at the front it said, you always have to play a game with that and if you looked at the notes she was looking at they had a little bit burned on them and stuff and she takes a lighter to light a cigarette and then she does a thing and it shows the invisible ink she finds out he's uh, been cheating on her and he's like what and then some other stuff happens and we come back and he's got a black eye because he's all fucked oh yeah and then inside it was daniel craig talking to marta 
And what am I going to do? It's all yours, whatever you want to do with it or whatever. And then she comes out of the balcony with the cup that the movie opened with, not the dog's, the cup that says, you know, my house, my rules, you know, World's best my boss. business ass or some shit. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they all look up at her and they're like, we lost. And then it's a brr, 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 that's Knives Out. That is Knives Out. I got some, uh, some fun facts for you here. A lot of cool shit. Um, despite playing his mother in the film, Kay Callen is six years and 27 days younger than Christopher Plummer. Oh. That's pretty well huh. playing his mom. Interesting. Um, several characters refer to a fictional Hallmark movie starring Danica McKellar, who plays Winnie Cooper, of course, in The Wonder Years, um, titled Deadly by Surprise. Though McKellar was not asked if her name could be used, she was delighted that it was included, and she showed her love for this film on Instagram. She later sent director Ryan Johnson a knife with the words Deadly by Surprise engraved on it. I love That's that. Funny. <laughs> Pretty fun. Um, all of the clocks and She phones. sent it by throwing it at him on a red carpet. <laughs> Uh, all the clocks and phones have accurate timing. In an interview, director Ryan Johnson said, anytime a clock or phone is seen in the set, somebody has paid very close attention to the time and has asked me what time is supposed to be in the actual scene. That's great. Love that stuff. Gosh. Little cool things. A clock or a what? Phone. Nailed it. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL, uh, the police detective heard on the television series, series Marta's Sisters watching, building oh, the film's awesome. credits as Detective Hard Rock. Uh, Gordon-Levitt has appeared in six of the films Ryan Johnson has directed in some way, shape, You know he calls himself Joe now. No more Joseph. Is he in Star Wars? Really? Because I still get... No, I still get... Uh, yeah. Trooper. He was Mark Hamill. I still get emails about... Uh, Red. Record. Hit, hit record. record. Yeah. And now it says, like, from Joe Gordon-Levitt. Um, well, he's old now. Still JGL, though. Still JGL. Nobody, I mean, just does not roll this off the fact one bit. This is just a Joe fact. <laughs> Joe Bob? Joe, no, Joe fact. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the last one I got for you is uh, while filming the big reveal at the end of the film, Ryan Johnson was surprised to discover that Daniel Craig had completely memorized the last 30 pages of the script, most of which are a monologue delivered by his character. Johnson ended up altering the way he shot the scenes, favoring long takes instead of shorter cuts because he found that Craig's performance became better and better the longer each take became. That's awesome. Badass. Fuck yeah. Daniel he's Craig great. He's great in this badass. movie. Everybody's great in this movie, but Daniel yes. Craig's great in this movie. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that is Knives Out 1. Now, Andy, it's time for the plot for Glass Onion. Actually, oh, no, it's we not Glass Onion. We got to talk about what we thought about Glass Onion. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. And actually, before we even do that, let me tell you about our sponsors. This week on Patreon, the next-gen crew of Kind of Funny, myself, Barrett, Joey, and Roger, did a fantasy film draft picking which movies we think are going to be the best reviewed, and we had some wild choices. This third one is about to pop off with one Jonathan Majors, because he's looking a God big, thick boy. Yeah. He has a Creed killing me. three, baby. He has a killing me, man. Go. Not even on my list. <laughs> Roger, how what is, is that your not on your list? <laughs> Dune 2. Right, mm, like that's yeah. gonna be My a banger. Yeah. We have Austin Butler. Wasn't he like a child star in something? Yeah. Zoe one. Yeah. Zoe one. Oh he's the, my god! He's, the, he's like the bad boy. <laughs> yeah. <He's> the, oh. <laughs> my dude! Oh, oh my god! My god! Oh man, I love that dude. Can we draft a what? movie DLC? <laughs> <laughs> Trailer. Uh, I would like to draft an unannounced Marvel like post-credit scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, Head over to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny to listen to this and hundreds of other exclusive episodes right now. To lose it, everybody. I'm losing it, everybody. <laughs> I also want to shout out the uh, DVD cover of Knives Out. Be it being so cool that it's when you flip it around, the circle is around ransom. Do you know this? No. Oh, oh like the, the, the slip case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. On the thing. Oh, that's cool. It's really cool. spoilers. It is right? good for them. Good. For this them. guy's like our audience is too stupid. We got to put it in the fucking like DVD right in front cover. of their stupid fat faces. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably just sitting at home in a pile of their own shit. <laughs> He said that he said that in the after uh, making of it. I'm just like, uh -uh. <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> 
oddly specific. <laughs> we had to make this for our stupid audience and <laughs> their pile of shit. So, we're talking about perfectly written movies and you know everything is set up for a reason. Earlier in this show, there was a little set up, a little tease about Nick's thoughts on um, Glass Onion. There it is. And now it's time, Nick. What do you think of Glass Onion? Ah, moving on to Glass Onion. Um, Just not as enjoyable for me, unfortunately. And I think it's because... A lot of uh, the actual way the movie is structured and plotted out is just not as tight. It's not as uh, the setup and payoff, I think, takes a little bit of a turn when we get the sort of reveal midway through, which kind of feels a little cheap. Um, and I just don't like the way it kind of it kind of feels like he's behind the gun the entire time trying to figure things out, as opposed to the Sherlock Holmes style of he sees it, he figures it out and then needs to just mount the, the case to prove it to everyone else in the great reveal. And at the end, the reveal is actually doesn't really come out of anywhere because there's even a moment in the movie, if you're paying close attention, where you see uh, Edward Norton's character, like, swap the glasses. And you're like, well, okay, he's the bad guy, right? Like, why would he swap those glasses if he didn't know? And then Batista dies, and you're like, well, fucking clearly he knew something was going on in there. Um, when and it, Andy gets off the boat and he looks shocked, I'm like, ah, man. Yeah. He's back. He's the only one who's shocked. <laughs> yeah. So they well, were already shocked, right, when they, he, she showed up at the dock. Yeah. But I feel like he was the only one that looked like speechless. Edward Norton was like the only one that was like, "Holy shit!" I well, well he's the close. I, you know, I mean, you know, we split hairs. Here. I yeah. understand that's your interpretation. You nailed it, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you nailed your interpretation. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Of like that, you gave away the plot for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where for me, it was just like, oh well. I mean, like they, you know, I, we knew there had been a rift. Let alone as the it continues. I'm like, oh yeah, like he totally screwed her out of the company, and like you know, she left with nothing. And yeah, I'm like, I could get while. Oh hey. My once best friend, now greatest enemy, has actually arrived in the thing I invited them to. I bought longer. Yeah. So I mean, I just—it's just not as tight as a script. I don't think it's as—I don't think it's as good of a mystery. Um, but it's still enjoyable. It's still fun to watch Daniel Craig kind of really settle into this character, really stretch his wings, and kind of and broaden that out. Who's gonna ever deny the fact that? Batista's just having a blast playing this fucking crazy character with the gun and the speedo was the moment of the movie. I was like, all right, he went, he went full into this character, which is great. Um, and it's a great cast and there is a mystery. It's just by the end of it, because a lot of the stuff wasn't set up as well. I just don't think the payoff was as gratifying as the original. Gregory. Sorry. Greg Waugh. Nah, we're having fun. Uh, Greg Waugh. Daniel Greg, please. He's out of character. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a man of many talents. Um, I, 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 Glass Onion is an enjoyable film. I think it's a very enjoyable film. For me, my problem was I didn't believe this was happening in the same world as Knives Out. Like, I felt this one was more fantastical. Yeah. I thought the characters less were less grounded overall. It, it, and I know that, like, in Benoit's case, right, it's him acting aloof and being a moron to get there and stuff. But overall, just like, the, you know, like... The glass onion itself, the weird walking robot, like everybody's, even the opening of being, meeting everybody, and it's like, we're in Kate Hudson's thing, we're in the, it's, mm-hmm. we're jumping around so much to just being like, this is a lot, and it almost seems like it's just like, you talked about caricatures before, like, we've dialed that up, like, we've dialed up the saturation okay, on everything, yeah. which I'm not against, I just didn't, it, for me, it was like a big, like, oh, okay, like, this isn't. Knives Out felt like it was happening for the most part, except for like, you know, the puking thing or whatever in the real world to a degree. Whereas this one doesn't feel like our world, which is fine and I don't mind. And I was along for the ride, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Knives Out. And I think it is just the fact of it's a looser script, the mystery itself, all these different things. Even like the ending of like, you know, like, what are we doing? We're building this thing and then we're going to blow it up and hide you. Okay. Like, even then you're in this giant fireball and everybody's okay. It's like, oh, yeah, that like, was a little bit. What it, just, we, it just felt like, it's over the top. Yeah. The whole you, movie's over the top. And when you get to a point where, where like, 
I don't know. It was, it, it's always one of those things where like you want that last bit to be clever and smart, and you want it not to rely on like someone just punching someone in the face or shooting someone else or whatever. And this one just felt like like her punching someone every, in the face. Her coming. Nope. There it is. Okay. <laughs> you know, her coming out with the mug at the end and kind of bookending it. I thought I was like, that's really clever. That's actually a fun way to do this. And it's it's subdued, but you feel the emotional impact of all these people being like, we're screwed. And in this one, it's like, ah, we couldn't figure out how to get our characters out of this. Let's just have everything go to go to hell. Yeah. And it just wasn't as gratifying. Joey. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page as you two. Um, everything in this movie feels like a little bit of a stretch where I'm just like okay, I guess that this is how we're doing it now uh, with all this, including the characters being like a little bit like too overboard and stuff like that. I think it's really fun to watch them, but I don't of think course. it comes together as like in a nice little tight package like the other one did. I will say getting Katherine Hahn and uh, Kate Hudson back together, very fun and exciting. Dave Bautista, I agree. I'm is sorry, having, back together? Uh, they were in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days together. Naturally. Oh. How do you not remember that? I remember you. I, a classic Matthew McConaughey I just did, movie. I remember I the movie and I remember the trailer and I've definitely seen parts of it on TBS, but it was just not one of my, I didn't like him being tortured. It was a terrible movie. Just break up with him, you know? Yeah, terrible but movie. he's also trying to get her to fall in love with him so he can win this big Listen, I like TV characters. a lot and I'll watch it at TV. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> um, and I don't like the reveal in this movie at all. I don't think it's fun. I really like her performance, but... Just didn't really do it for me. Yes. And I, sorry, I want. I didn't mean to stop you. I oh, mean no, just fine. to chime in when you had a chance. That was another thing too. You brought up the switching of the glasses. As in, in Knives Out, I was watching and I felt like there's so much sleight of hand of like, I didn't. I wasn't catching it. This one felt like it was very much like tossing things very clearly of like, and I, so that we would be like like when. Catherine Hahn bumps into Batista right before. I was like, she took the gun. She stabbed him. She and it was like, it, it maybe it was just like I. There were so many of those that I was like, oh, this is like an overabundance of Easter egg slash red herrings. And I'm like, I don't. It's too obvious. I want. I want to have to watch the movie again to try to pick up on that. Because then you watch it again. I'm like, well, then they just bumped into each other. That had nothing to do with anything. That's a weird, weird thing. Yeah, I preferred the knives out thing where like when, especially when like Marta and. I forget what his name is, um, are talking about the plan to get her out. And uh, he's like, turn off before the lion statue. And then she gets before. her. She, and then you hear him say, turn before, turn yeah, after. Is, and yeah, like yeah. all of those things, I think, work better than like the really like obvious gestures and stuff like that. Well, and I feel like that. I feel like Knives Out has it's actually two movies, right? It's a murder mystery. But then it's also a thriller of her trying to figure out how to get away with this thing that she doesn't even want to get away with. That's such a layered fun thing. This one is just like. By, I think by midway through Glass Onion, you're like, I don't really like any of these characters, and I don't yeah. really feel like I want to be a part of this anymore. I want off this island, you know, where you should feel like this is a fun mystery thing going on, but they're just so horrible to each other all the time. But I saw, like, once again, if we get one of these movies every few years and it's all these fun ensembles, then I'm in. Right. Not in the exact same way, but me and Bless just had a conversation that we've had before on shows, but we had it on PSI Love You this time around, and just like, Dark Pictures Anthology. Give me a game a year. And I know what I'm getting. And it's like some of them are better than the other ones or whatever. But I'm sure. always getting the curator. I'm always getting some stupid teens doing something dumb. Like, that's the thing. Knives out. Keep them coming, please. Yeah, please. Yeah. For sure. I want to see what Benoit Blanc's up to. Benoit Blanc. There we Benoit go. There, that's what I was <laughs> waiting for. Andy Cortez, what do you think? Uh, definitely not as strong as gla as, uh, as Knives Out. But still enjoyable. I did... I didn't really get into it until the twist starts. I feel like that's when the momentum really, really picks up. But even before then... I'm still loving. Uh, I'm loving all of Edward Norton's uh, wrong word Words, usage, yeah, yeah. and 
it's just something that doesn't even feel like it's being paid attention to until Benoit Blanc points it out, and then it becomes even funnier. Like, you know what's happening, and then it's pointed out and it becomes even funnier. I think this movie might be a f- overall funnier movie, but I don't think it's as strong with, um, yeah, with just kind of setting up the story or having the characters be as likable. I think um, <laughs> such a small little moment that, like, just made me laugh. I had to re- rewind a couple times. Uh, it's Dave Batista, the beginning of the movie, when he's on his YouTube Twitch stream or whatever, and uh, his girlfriend whiskey's in front of him, and she's like, uh, "Yeah, I like boobs." Sorry, feminist. In the background, he goes, "Sorry, feminist." <laughs> <laughs> There's so many great moments like that. I love Dave Bautista as an actor, um, but I, I again, once the once it pulls that sort of middle of the movie, here's actually everything that is going on. That's when it starts to really ramp up for me. I love the twists of the. The reference of Jerry Renner, Jerry, Jeremy Renner's hot sauce kind of playing a key. Jared cog Leto's the fucking end. hard kombucha. Like, yeah, all, all of that shit I, I legitimately had a lot of fun with. And then we get towards the very, very end and you're like, oh, you know, I didn't. I, I, he, obviously, he gave her something. I didn't know it was the, the hydrogen, whatever. Clear. Clear. Yeah, the yeah. clear thing. But she's planning something right here. It just but didn't I, feel as it, satisfying as no, a lot of the reveals in, in Knives Out. The other the, the big problem for me of this, aside from the fact that she's playing her own twin, which is like the worst trope ever for a mystery. Yes, absolutely. Is that <laughs> she it, it I don't like anything that revolves around coincidence for a murder mystery. Because it takes the power out of Benoit Blanc of being a clever person, right? He should have planned for the fact that she gets shot, right? But that but that's it's sheer dumb luck that she doesn't die. And that to me is not fun. That's not that's not something that, that that takes the power out of her hands and out of Benoit Blanc's hands and goes, Hey, good thing this happened. It just kind of takes me out of the mystery. If it was like revealed that, that she had that set she had up planned for that. The right? gun, the fake gun to like shoot her or yeah, like I don't right, know, yeah, like yeah. I something think that like that, right? Or or case in point, another classic murder mystery movie, nineteen eighty nine Batman, right? He knows he's got or, a gun, he's, he's he puts a little silver. Who thing killed in there. The, the Waynes? We don't know. Exactly. We don't of know. course. We know. Um and then but I really just love the overall just kind of shitting on Elon Musk being like, No, he's not a genius, he's an idiot. Like it's it's obvious that that's what this is, and I kind of just um I enjoy all the jokes made at his dispense. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Tim, I, what did you think? I, I'm higher on uh, Glass Onion than it sounds like you guys are. I think both these movies are just equal. Like, I think they have different things to offer. Um, I think at the end of the day, I'd actually give the edge to Glass Onion for finding it more enjoyable. I think that the movies function in a, a different way for me where I think Knives Out starts at its strongest and then gets worse over time, whereas this starts at its weakest and gets stronger over time. Um Maybe like the final moments, notwithstanding, but just like the overall, the twists and the turns. Like I was along for the ride. In terms of the characters being over the top, I feel like that is um, the the strength of it to me. Where it's like I don't, I feel like those are very real people, and that's the scariest part of it. Yeah, is like all the different archetypes that they have. I'm with like, you there. I, that's I, how these yeah. mega celebrities and mega rich people are. And having Kate Hudson, everything she says is racist, and it's like that's real. It's hilarious. Know? It's like we look at it as over the top, but it's like that's just how those people are, and it, like. The character caricatures that they're playing, I think, are very well written, and I think that's what impresses me most is Ryan Johnson, I think, was flexing his understanding of these people and of these types. And like when we watch uh, movies and they're playing a video game, and it's like, like give me some bleeps and bloops. Uh, some bleeps and bloops. Uh, oh, do you want the dog? I can do yeah, the dog. Give me the dog. dog's fine. Yeah, like, you know, they're playing video games, and it's like, oh, 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 and it's just like, we all look at it like, ugh. 
There's an authenticity to Ryan Johnson. <laughs> they're playing among us. When he's talking about Dave Batista being this alpha male guy, they're talking about the politics of YouTube and Twitch. Like, there's an understanding. When he I talks think. about Twitch, though, it definitely doesn't sound like he gets Twitch, does it? I think it does totally. When he's like, oh, the first guy to get a million followers and this, then it's like, you're an old man. Like, what are we talking about? I don't know. But I mean, we'll talk about like the jumping over, like with the, the subscribers, and then like getting kicked off. Getting one, kicked off because he's talking like, horse pillar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But, uh, like, rhino I, boner pillar. Yeah, rhino boner pillar. I, I just feel like, I mean, I, I can see your point, Tim, but I just feel like I, I vibe a little more with the subtlety of the commentary in the first one, right? It, because I think it, I think in this one, it starts to get distracting from the actual mystery because he lays it on so thick. Granted, these people do exist in the real world, but I think Ryan Johnson was a little bit more concerned with having that commentary come out than actually writing like a really concise, tight mystery that that feels fulfilling by the end of it. Again, I stand by the fact that Dave Batista with a forty-five and a speedo might be the fucking hilarious, most hilarious thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. But like, just the I, I love that the putting him on this island, having the most ridiculous things, the hourly dong, like all oh. the, the, the robots signing the rooms by, by like, Shock. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, by the <laughs> way. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, the Voice sound of the, of the dong. dong. <laughs> uh, but like things like that, I just think that like he really did a good job of using all the elements that he that he had at play. That yeah, it's like it is ridiculously over the top. Like he, they literally have the Mona Lisa, right? That whole bit I thought was very well done and just like a good use of playing with these characters that can I think be like easy to just like make jokes about I think the jokes were clever and I think it all worked and the uh, focus on Benoit Blanc as opposed to Marta I think worked really well for the second movie I liked that the first one Benoit was more of a side character but I really liked the second one being his story from his perspective and the latter half of the movie doing the flashback to the bar at the glass onion and all that and seeing him um do the the conversations with the twin and like see the plan all come together i enjoyed that a lot more than the second half of knives out and i like that too i like that it was like a team up toward the the second bit you got a little holmes and watson in there kind of speak i think he even makes a reference to that at some point maybe it was in the first one i can't remember but i, I, I did like that one, yeah. and yeah. i did like that it puts benoit blanc a little bit more centrally located what i just didn't like was that he felt lost for the most part and then it kind of dawned on him at the end that it was just sheer stupidity that caused this whole thing on, on rewatch i did appreciate the more appreciate the like the whole it's a dumb game and that's why i'm overthinking this and it is a glass onion and it is you know clear as day like i mean he says all that and you get it but rewatching it and you know having the among us thing again and the clue conversation and then get there at the end like i like that him solving that first murder mystery is like the funniest shit hilarious <laughs> that, that's that but like, so even funny. nick your your point about the like i'll oh, just blow things up or just punch him or just whatever like i like that that fits to the theme of like she literally just breaks the fucking thing open she's like i'm not even gonna fucking play this game like i'm just gonna get this invite and for then later to blow everything up with the thing i think like that type of stuff i think is the cleverness of the mystery of it all even if like the the reveals weren't really reveals of the murder itself it was more reveals surrounding the murder which I like playing with that. This guy probably likes Last Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Oh, not gonna even comment on that. <laughs> skip <laughs> right over that. Over your expectation. You know where I do want to go though, Andy? What's up? The plot. Oh, to the plot. Oh man, do I got that for you right here, Timothy? So I got that. And I'll tell you what, Greg. You really just sacrificed the entire little notebook for these plots, huh? <laughs> Every single page filled out. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me? To, I don't even know what Mike is using. <laughs> I mean, like what? I mean. It's just sat around forever. I'm Good not point. Yeah, yeah, using it for a bit. I love Can it. Can I make a bit? Yeah, it's fun, four, a four man function. Don't make me punch Joey. <laughs> right. Punch no. Joey right in the face. No, don't play the sound, Andy. Who punched it? <laughs> I punched it with a mysterious right, rainbow. Give me my on. Apply. 
Mr. Giddies, I'm Greg Wallblown. So yeah. You can feel the heat of his beard. It's, it's so much and it's heat. time for glass on you. Uh, Agatha Harkness opens the door, ladies and gentlemen, to an alpha delivery. Uh, it's one of the many alpha companies you'll soon find out that are run by who? Edward Norton. That's right, the Hulk. Uh, as Holy this shit. all goes on, Not it's, as good as it's a, she's about to go on. She's the fucking <laughs> governor or whatever. And then her husband, who's also a comedian from a bunch of stuff, and he's been in his things. Right. He's like, it's a thing from fucking Edward Norton, the Hulk. And she's like, what? And then she's got to go live. And then, oh, Greg, check this out. Hulk, not as good as Thor. Oh, no, no, never mind. I thought Jesus it was Thunder. Christ. It's a train. <laughs> that train, it's a train reminded me of Spider-Man. Remember when Tobey Maguire holds back the train, Tim? Oh, Kevin, yeah? Kevin yeah. can we bring Andy and It's It? He needs some sugar. He's gonna <laughs> need something. Uh, this is where we introduce all the goofy little friends here, the disruptors. Uh, Lionel's working over at Alpha Space. They're all telling him to push back against Edward Norton, the Hulk. Don't do this or whatever. And he's like, no, no, it's fine. We'll do it. And then uh, he gets this giant box. Then you got Katie Hudson, of course, at a party. She's getting down. Who's the man she talks to about the, the music eventually? Jen was like, I think that might oh, be Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo Ma. Ma. It was Yo-Yo it was Ma. Yo-Yo and Ma. I was like, I've heard that name and could not identify Yo-Yo Ma in a million different ways. I, Wait, Greg, real quick. Are, if you're not going to get up again, could we use the other mic? Yeah, that's fine. Significantly yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. What? Yeah. Got it. And I'm off. Um, Yo-Yo Ma, show up to the fucking set. Is it, is it, he's green screened in. It was awful. It's, it's fucking awful. And here's, you know what I, I mean? Think they might, were they actually filming this during COVID or no? Yeah, so that might have been a thing. I don't care. Everybody else is there. Yo Yo Ma can't show well, up. They got the, you know, they shot him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's not real. Why did I get it? <laughs> that was distractingly bad. That, that I liked scene. it because I, I liked answering a question with it. And again, I thought it was a good setup to who uh, Miles is, right? That he would have this. He'd be that kind of dick. I've solved COVID, or I've bought a solution to COVID, and I'm not going to share it with anybody. Instead, Ethan Hawke will just show up and douse you all with it, and this will be his only moment in the entire Great. movie. I was like, that's a good game. You know? I, like no, I mean, another thing that, like, we just contextually with the time, it's like, this is the one of the first movies that's COVID's a thing. Yeah. And, like, we're yeah. seeing them deal with COVID in that way, that it's just like, it's weird that, like, this is not going to be the last movie that deals with it, but... Sure. Uh, they do it so well, though. And yeah, put and in playing place. with it and like all the different masks. When, and when, stuff, when like, Katie oh, Hudson shows Katie up Hudson's with the bad. with the chainmail mask, gold. I'm, I know her, Katie. Oh, okay. I know her, Katie. <laughs> this is a reference. It's like to a I know it. Katie Hudson. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, though, that's going on. Yeah, Batista is a Twitch streamer in his thing, and he's got whiskey and he loves boobs. Uh, then I love his mom just yelling at him. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that was really funny, right? Uh, and they all get the box delivered. They all get on the phone. Uh, eventually, you know, it's a funny thing of how do you figure it out? Uh, the mom figured opened hers because she knew it was. Okay, sorry, that's distracting. Mike walks in. Mike in his shorty get shorts. Over here. How, come come walk across the stage. How show are we supposed to do a off. fucking show? How are we supposed to do a goddamn show when you look like this? <laughs> Mike, what's for Thanksgiving dinner? Yams, candied yams. Fucking yams. <laughs> Good fucking lord. Uh, so that's happening. And then, oh, yeah, they all get on the phone. They're all doing their thing. They're all calling each other and they're all trying to figure trying it out. Trying to solve it together. His mom is the one who figures out the magic eye thing. Lionel wasn't smart enough for that. I feel like the first thing I would do is probably press for a button in the center and I would find it pretty quickly, but whatever. Then we get into a million different things showing people are smart and people are dumb. Katie Hudson, she ain't too bright. You Question know for I mean? you guys. This whole. They're on the phone together, split screen, fun, moving around in different ways. What's the first time that was ever used that you know? Because I want to credit Mean Girls, but it must have been before oh, Mean no Girls. Oh, the phone call? When Harry met Sally, probably. Mm. A bit older than the Mean Girls. You never saw yeah. that. I'll tell you what. I hated the seamless wood on this contraption. You yeah. hated it. Like when it closes and it's like you don't see any. It's like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Hard to make. It cool, doesn't make sense. <laughs> Breaks your brain. It's cool. Stereogram. Stereogram. Oh, shit. 
surprised you wouldn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, anyways, eventually they get to the bottom right after some uh, funny stuff and, uh, you know, Katie Hudson talking to an echo that wasn't an echo. Uh, and then Peg, and, like, this is another, you know, like, oh, uh, is Peg there? No, she's putting out a fire. What did you tweet this time? No, a literal fire. And she runs by with the fire extinguisher. She's like, all right, all right. Not, you not, like it? No, nah, I did not like that joke. Oh, but again, funny. humor's for everybody. You know what I mean? You and Humor's me, for everybody. You and me have one set of, you know, high expectations. <laughs> shit, pig man over here. Shit, pig man. <laughs> Holy shit. It's a pig now. Oink, oink. You got a it's pig involved. in there? It's involved. <laughs> Just <laughs> rolling in his own filth at home. Twitch stream oink, whatever oink, the piggy. fuck Hollow Knight's doing. <laughs> What's that Hollow Knight up to? <laughs> what happened today? I'm so confused. This is that like one day when Greg was like, "Those kids and their Baku guns." <laughs> <laughs> I just remember mid breath him going, "The Baku guns." <laughs> Anyways, uh, they eventually get to the card, and it's you know, come to the island, private island here in Greece, my disruptors. Um, you know, you're going to solve my my murder, uh, send along dietary restrictions or whatever. And they're all like, yeah, cool, we're going to party. And Katie Huston, she dances around, she dances around. And then, of course... Can we give a shout-out to just her wardrobe throughout this entire sure. movie? Incredible. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, just rocking this bikini, right? And they, like, slow-mo the it. I was like, damn, Kate Huston. Oh, yeah, with the little... Uh Gold situation going on. I don't know what that uh, was like. Called. They're called abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I don't have them. Yeah, I, I know them when I see them. And then we cut to Janelle Monet uh, sitting there and then just smashing it with a hammer, right? Uh, and then we go from there to uh, the one and only Benoit Blanc, who's in the bathtub, playing with Angela Lansbury. Angela yeah. Lansbury, they're playing Among Us. He immediately gets found out he's not good at the they're game, right? Zoom call. Yeah. She's looking at her name is like M. She wrote or whatever. No, mm-hmm. it's like mur- a Murder She Solved. Murder She Solved. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah y'all are Kareem is here, here too. Very. Yeah. Natasha Leone. Yeah, right? yeah. And then who was the fourth one? It was somebody else that had died recently. Oh, Jesus. God, the curse. The old dude. Yeah. The, the, he. Was in uh, Angela Lansbury movie at some point, like one of their first ones that was also mystery based. What? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Did you also see? Do you guys know about Kane's Jawbone, the book? It's oh. on the floor when he's in the bathtub, and it's this book that's been going around on TikTok. It's uh, a book, but all of the pages are out of order, so you're supposed to like deconstruct the whole book and try and get them in the right order. And only like four people have ever solved it. Oh. So I just think like, oh, of course that Ben, like in the middle of COVID, he has nothing else to do. He's like, I'm going to solve this crazy mystery thing. I thought that was a fun little touch. I also love that he's like, it's very Sherlock Holmes, right? Sherlock Holmes, notoriously when he didn't have a murder to solve, when he he felt useless and devolved into like heroin use, I think was what was in the book. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So he would, so this is like that where he's like, you got to get back to work. You got to do something else. Oh, Sondheim. Thank you. Uh, The Natasha woman yeah is that her name or real name or real name and she i know her from american pie of course but really yes she's also got a show on netflix right yeah i'm thinking about the same one is it russian doll yeah Yeah. and then she's is that like a murder is that a it's not a mystery show right no but she is the main character in ryan johnson's next uh like murder mystery series that's coming out initially no look at this all right american pie five we gotta solve who killed Jason Biggs. <laughs> this man is on fire with passion. Is Eugene Levy still alive? We gotta get him in this picture. I'll tell you right now. He's got a great son. Yeah, he's alive too. He's got a great son. <laughs> yeah, they're in that Schmitz Creek. Everybody likes Schmitz, Schmitz, Schmitz Creek. Creek. Schlitz Creek. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> I love Eugene Levy and the eyebrows. I'll tell you what. He can rub my face any day. 
I want to give a shout out, of course, to the scene to uh, to one Hugh Grant in this movie. Uh, yes, so which good. came out of nowhere. And I was like, awesome, yeah, awesome, really well done. Yeah, you've got to know that was a favor. Daniel Craig was like, Hugh, just come be this character real quick for me. Uh, give a little kind cameo. And Hugh Grant, of course, is awesome. He did some great thing about it. Uh, not thing about it, but he was getting interviewed for some other movie recently. And I forget. It, I just saw the clip on TikTok of him being like, "Oh yeah, and I'm Daniel's husband." Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Oh, in the, in the knives. Oh yeah, okay. So cool, great. Yeah. So great. Anyways, that's the thing. There's a knock at the door right as he say, "I need a great case." Knock at the door. There's someone here for you, and they've got a box. And that's the title treatment there. Uh, from there, we're at the docks. This is where Ethan Hawke shows up and goes shoots everybody in the mouth of their is a COVID killer or whatever, right? Um, Daniel Craig, only one who doesn't cough. Oh. And I love the COVID commentary in this too. You've got Daniel Craig with a mask. You have. Uh, the scientist guy with like the really good like N95, Kate Hudson with the Hilarious. like mesh one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Batista nothing. It's just like these little things that yeah. like show and you. Another thing was the uh, um, uh, Agatha Harkness, whose real name is Catherine Hahn. Uh, Catherine Hahn like had it under her nose. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like the moment that. Uh, they're talking and he's like, oh, governor. She's like, eh. Like, yeah. puts it on. It's like, oh, shit. I got to be cooler. Love that shit. Great job. Uh, of course, that's happening. They show up. Um, uh, uh, Janelle Monet shows up. Everybody's shocked by it. Uh, then we're on the boat. Uh, it's piece of shit. Where we're going, piece of shit. Oh. You know, and they don't get the reference right away, of course. Um, we see Janelle uh, grasping the thing. We don't know why yet, but eventually, because she's, she's seasick. You know what I mean? Ooh. Is this where they were getting drinks for the first time? Either way, no. what I want—I do want to say this movie features one of my favorite lines in movie history, which is Batista saying, "No pineapple, right? Duke, don't dance with pineapple." That's when they go to—they go to shoot him with the thing. He's like, "There's no pineapple in there." Fucking right. hilarious! <laughs> which is a hilarious line that then pays off in the end. Exactly, so you, you like that a lot. Uh, we get there, and Edward Norton's playing a song on the beach. It's—it's it's a Beatles song. Nobody knows it. You know what I mean? I'm sure somebody will know. What is it? Time for motive menagerie. It's Blackbird, man. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. Give me some birds. Take these broken wings. That's a song, That's all right? A song, That's a brother. song. The Beatles are like fucking just smelled something. Everybody's like, oh my God, it's a cheeseburger. They smelled something? <laughs> they smelled. That's how, That's how Lennon wrote all the songs. But they arrived Abby at Lane. the beach, right, Greg? Yeah. Abbey Road. Nice. Nailed it. Crushed it. Uh, it's the song. It's actually the guitar Paul wrote it on. He drops it. Kate Hudson flips out. Uh, everybody comes off the boat, and they're like, whatever, bah. and then, you know, Duke's there, and he's like, yeah, you know, Batista. Batista bomb. Don't forget. Mm -hmm. Never forget. <laughs> I won't. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, he comes out. He's like, oh, hey, you went all out getting Benoit Blanc. He's like, what? And he looks over there, and, and then he's like, what? And then he sees Andy gets distracted by it, right? Because she actually came. Uh, and so it's like, wow. And then it, on the boat, it was explained to Benoit Blanc that Andy's Cassandra or whatever. He social networked her. That's what he said. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, So there's a brief interchange there, and then he's like, hey, welcome, you know, let me give you the tour. Welcome to the Glass Onion. Leave your bags here. They'll get there. I got the things, the, sh the haptics of the PS5. Yeah. I'll guide you to your room based on your chakra and all this so stuff. So funny. Real funny. And then Daryl, what's his name? Dave, Dave, a random dude. Yeah, it's a random dude. Yeah, I never really explained. I Comes back it. a couple times. Yeah, his... who is the detective? He isn't. I don't think he's the same character, but he could be. No, but he's he's one of the policemen from Knives Out. Obviously. Oh, that makes sense. He's the funny one. There. I was like, why but is this the, guy in this movie? In the in this movie, they only give you his first name, and in the last uh, in the last movie, they only gave his last name. So it is oh, possible because he just he just says he's been going through some stuff. So. Oh, I like that. Who knows what it could actually be, right? Um. Anyways, though, everybody go to your room. We'll meet back at the uh, pool. 
Benoit, come with me. Uh, Benoit goes up there. He's like, thank you for inviting me. I didn't invite you. What do you mean? I got this thing. And I, oh, uh, yeah, I didn't actually. Oh, no, shit, fuck. Okay, this ain't good. You know what I mean? We'll figure I, out. The set design of this place is fucking incredible. Like, all Baby the blue. dumb bullshit. Baby blue, the Porsche. I was like, I love this. I love this so much. Like, all the commentaries of them being like, like, so do you drive whatever? He's like, nah, it's up here. No, you <laughs> like, can't. You can't drive on the highway. Yeah, like I said, there's no roads on the island. Yeah, oh, oh, of course. Yeah. 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 And then having the little baby blue next to the of course, pool. From there, oh they, they go to the pool. There's a little baby uh, blue filled with the, com- uh, the hard kombuchas uh, that Jared Leto sends over or whatever. So this is where Dave Batista, of course, uh, Batista mom, uh, says, of, you know, you almost pancaked me outside of uh, Anderson Cooper's yeah. New Year's Eve party. He's yeah. throwing some crazy ragers. I'm sure Andy Cohen was wasted at that uh, party. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. Shots everywhere. Uh, you know, they do that. Batista shoots the gun. We get a little bit uh, more more scenery to chew on. Oh, he, he what, Greg? Shoots the gun. Nailed it. Sounded just like that. Thank you. Uh, Kate Hudson's there. They talk to Andy a little bit. Uh, yeah, the, Kate Hudson. The BB gun? What, what is that? Gunshot. A staple gun. That's like a golden eye. Uh, like, a nail gun. Yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, Kate Hudson talks uh, to Andy, but she was also talking to Peg, who no one can remember her name. You know, Miles can't remember her name and doesn't care about it or whatever. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff going on. They have those conversations. Then they go into, like, the cabana, and that's where Miles gives his disruption speech to explain to uh, Benoit what's going on. I've heard, you know, you say disruption. What is that? What are the disruptors? You know what I mean? It's like, a disruption. And it's just a nonsense bullshit fucking asshole kind of thing or whatever, trying to be cool. This is where he mispronounces a bunch of names or words uh, and uses them wrong. It does a whole bunch of stuff there. Sorry, I'm boring you, Tim. Uh, this is when, uh, you know, uh, Andy interrupts and is like, this is bullshit. And, the, and, and this is a great, you know, second watch one of like, you know, the Andy that I built Alpha with believed it. You know what I mean? Again, he's not calling it out that he knows she's not Angie. Andy, if you watch the movie the first time, you'd be like, it's a normal thing to say. But in the, you know, hindsight 2020, he knows that obviously he killed Andy. So the fact that she's here, she is not the same. Um. And then she gives her a big speech, just cutting them all apart or whatever. And then she bounces, right? Um, but basically, you know, they're, they're all bad. They're all, you know, sucking from the golden teat here. That's what it's all about. And they all kind of, you know, file off. But there's a great thing where she gives a speech and everything's horrible. And then she leaves. And he's just like, wow, I really appreciate the honesty or whatever, right? All right, dinner's at eight. And I'll see you guys. Like, let's have some yeah. fun tonight or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Agatha and Angie, Andy talk over there. Angie talk over there. Uh, Peg comes up to him and is like, "Listen, you gotta t- you don't let Katie Hudson take the fall for Bangladesh, right? My resume is completely her." And he's like, "Sorry, she's got to take the fall." And we're like, "What's Bangladesh? What what's what's Bangladesh?" Oh, you oh the sound. I mean, yeah. Okay, hold on one second. What's Greg. Bangladesh? Yeah, ask it one what's more time. Bangladesh? What's Bangladesh? What's Bangladesh? There you go. Nailed it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, this is where we get some <laughs> more of a little segment I like to call. The Motive's Menagerie. Motive Menagerie. Batista sees a uh, whiskey having sex over there uh, uh, with uh, the Miles man. Uh, there's the smokeless thing with uh, Benoit, which is funny or whatever. But again, I think super over the top. And like, this isn't real. But okay, whatever you're doing is what you're doing. Uh, then it's dinner's time. Uh, uh, Miles knows everybody's drink. He has it prepared for him. He gives it to it. Hands Peg just a solo cup. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, doesn't even give her like the chance to do anything else. Uh, this is where we introduce the Jeremy Renner hot sauce. Uh, this is where everything's going through. He doesn't. He gives. Uh, you know, doesn't know what to give Blanc but he's this this gives angie or andy her drink 
Uh, she still takes it. Whiskey soda, I think it was. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then we introduce, of course, the, uh, Catherine Hahn, of course, Agatha. She's like, I'm fucking evil and I'm a witch. Uh, she's like, I, you know, you have all this amazing shit from For modern art crap here, but why have this, you know, print of the Mona Lisa? And he's like, or, and it turns out that he has the Mona Lisa. She's like, look course. around. There's a bunch of runes on the walls. What she says. Yeah, you're all locked in. <laughs> uh, France needed money, so they did that uh, to that. They gave it to him for money. Or he's on alone. Nobody's forever, yeah. Right? Nobody's visiting mu- museums. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't hear. And so, some of the art like upside down and stuff like that in the background, and yeah. doesn't know because he doesn't. He just it, he's not doing it because he ca- actually cares about it. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't catch that. I didn't. Know mm-hmm. that. Um, I just caught the weird Ronald McDonald painting or whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay. uh, of course and, you got that. Of course I did. <laughs> Fan. <laughs> This is where we introduce them. It has it, and it's got the security system, but I'm a dick and put it in an override, and yada, yada, yada. And finally, we get to the crux of the issue. Why would you want the Mona Lisa here, other than that being fucking dope? And he's like, well, I'm bringing all the world's leaders here next week, and I'm going to introduce them to the idea of clear America. Uh, You know, I have uh, Claire and Lionel working on this thing, and we're going to get it through, and they're going to do it, and it's going to happen right now. We're going to do this in a year. And he's like, and Lionel's like, I "I need two two years minimum. He says it like that. You know, Aaron Burr, sir. We haven't made a reference to that yet, by the way. Sorry. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's good. You'd like, I, I don't know if you like it, but I, I liked it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you like it. Why wouldn't you like it? It's shocking. It's yeah, because there was a lot of people that were like went really hard for it, and I was like, mm, I Here's what I'll tell you. It's the first time a Disney Plus, you know, Hamilton's debuting tonight or whatever, and they said it in a 1920s newscaster voice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I sat down, and I watched it, and it was over, and I was like, oh, all right. And I wasn't like, like oh. and then I had like some earworms that I like mm-hmm. brewed for several months. And it wasn't until I was playing Bloodborne where I just listened to Hamilton soundtrack over and over and over again. I was like, this shit fucking rocks. This shit fucking rocks. But it was, it was on such a high pedestal. People yeah. would put it so high. But uh, Lionel, a.k.a. Aaron Burser, is really good in it. And Bloodborne's an all right game. Uh, Claire and Lionel are freaking out about it and like can't do this. He's like, well, guess what's running this shit right now? Clear. It's running right now. Wow. And of course, this is another uh, motive menagerie. You don't need to do this song, but I'm just saying. Motive well, you can do it, sure. menagerie. And Lionel's like, I'm not going to fucking do it. He's like, you're, you're going to fucking do it because you're my bitch. Now let's go to have the dinner thing. It's time for the murder mystery. And so he sits him down. And he's like, here's the thing. We're going to do this murder mystery. It's going to be all weekend long. And he's like, can I still talk to you? He's like, yeah. I'm still going to hang out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not dead. I just can't help you with the case or whatever, right? And so uh, then he lays out all the rules or whatever. And then, you know, Benoit's like, do we, is there a prize? He's like, what? Yeah, they're fine. There's an iPad. You know what I mean? Or whatever. <laughs> so yeah, really fun. funny or whatever. I will say that I. We watched this. I think I watched this with Kevin. Now it's when Kevin was pushing really hard to do the Christmas swap thing where the final gift was an iPad. And Kevin just looked at me in the thing and was like, see, this is what we need to do. They've got the right idea. (laughs) Also, Uh, several prominent uh, brimless hats in the movie. There were two. And the fact that Dave Batista and the pineapple. Kevin was like, see, pineapple sucks. (laughs) This is a very Kevin movie. A couple of brimless hats. Anyways, uh, Benoit stands up and immediately unravels the entire plot, right? It's Birdie J. She's going to shoot you with that. She would have shot you with that crossbow. Uh, it's all because of the Ren diamond that she's used to having or whatever. The magazine cover. The magazine. The, all the, I love Jay, this part. It's the so Jayhawk good. crossbow for yeah. Birdie J. Uh, the 1998 Face magazine where she was wearing it. Uh, if you, and if you don't mind, will you open up your necklace? And there it is. The Ren diamond's inside of that, right? Uh, he's fucking pissed, of course. And then the blood, <laughs> the blood shoots out. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, I don't know. He's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. Uh, Hulk pulls aside uh, James Bond, and they go to the glass onion. He tosses the iPad at him. He's all angry. Are you angry? He's like, 
No. And he's like, you know, blah, blah, and it's like, you set up all the shit. You I'm angry. Guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, he has a little wash for his, like, he's counting his heartbeat, you remember? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Couldn't have sex in that movie. Yeah. Uh, well, he says that I hired Jillian Flynn to write the whole thing. <laughs> Jillian Flynn's the gong girl. So writer. good. So good. That's really good. <laughs> She's expensive. Uh, Benoit admits he ruined it on purpose. Uh, you know, this is not what you think. And if you have all these people here with several motives, you shouldn't do this. And somebody brought me in, you know, uh, and I've learned from experience that if I'm brought in on a secret thing, it's not a good thing. So, like, you know, yo, be careful or whatever. Each has a reason to do you harm. It's like putting a loaded gun on the table and turning off the lights, of course, which will come back to it. You want to do the thing? She said, dun, dun, dun. Uh, this is also where we introduce the alpha napkin. Which is a bunch of fucking nonsense, right? Some app and bullshit. And I don't know. It's going to get you to Facebook or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's like his layout for the future of whatever Alpha is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. How they'd make the one app fund the entire thing, which yeah. it has, because it's Alpha everything now, right? Uh, anyways, then we cut back down to the depressing party. Everyone's bummed out. Everyone's like, I'm leaving tomorrow. And then Bussy's like, I'm not leaving. I just got here. I'm having the time of my life. I'm drinking tequila. Um... We also introduce Duke's Google alerts. They're just going off. Funny, you got a Google alert for movies? I like movies. <laughs> <laughs> the Googs are going nuts. <laughs> yeah, Googs are going nuts right now. Which right is now, such right. a Nick thing it's to say. So the Googs. Uh, or Makuga. I could also see Makuga having Makugs. Google alerts for movies. Uh, and Andy uh, declares that she wants the truth. Why everybody fucking sold her out and everything else. You know, Duke uh, gives it to her. You're a loser. Uh, then, you know... Miles has shown up. The party's getting going a little bit. Oh, sorry. A line I liked about truth is the it's a dangerous thing to confuse speaking without thought with speaking ah, the truth. And like, so good. it's like an okay line, but said by Benoit Blog with it, like the weight is like, oh, yeah. this is good. Yeah, it's real good. It's real good. Are you saying I'm dangerous? <laughs> so, so good. Also, I love the scene uh, where we get Batista watching. Elon or you know um, Edward Norton uh, have sex with his partner, and then <laughs> the camera goes back a little bit, and you see Benoit Blanc watching, watching it, yeah, yeah. and then later when we see an added person, like this is fucking gold. Uh, Agatha bumps into Duke, like I talked about before. Uh, Duke is getting alerts. He looks down there. He says, "Wow, this is great. My Twitch channel's blowing up. Without you on it, what's that mean, man?" But then he shows it to Edward Norton, the Hulk, and he's like, "Whoa, that is cool, dude." And he's like, "Yeah, this changes everything for Alpha News." He's like, it "Sure it does," or whatever. And so then this is where the incredibly obvious gives him the wrong glass but it's also like he gives him a glass i mean we know if you're paying attention and at this point i think we were all paying attention i didn't i didn't didn't catch it i didn't catch it the first time okay at this point i was on heightened alert i was like yeah i I mean did you catch the phone where we see what he's looking at on his phone oh no i didn't know you actually could see that it's not uh i I paused to to look at this it he sees the he on his google alerts he had alerts for everybody he was alerted that the woman was killed well, yeah, so, tell us that but you see it you see oh sure i believe that yeah but so he'd be like oh we have a ton of views or whatever he's showing uh, Edward Norton, I know she's dead, and that which shows he knows that he killed her. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So I think that was the thing of him being like, "Fuck, I don't care if people see me switch or whatever. I gotta kill this motherfucker." Mm, sure. You got that from the end though, when they told you that anyway, right? Well, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, like, but, but seeing it happen, like I, I seeing like pausing and seeing that on the phone, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this is going. I would down expect now. no less from Ryan Johnson. RJ, RJ, RJ. They call him. Duke dies. <laughs> Falls down dead, right? <laughs> Duke is dead. I'm Jeff Keeley. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, they all panic. There's a bunch of brouhaha. He's dead. You know, Miles, uh, they can't find his phone. They hear a Google alert. They can't find it. Uh, I was the gun's say, gone. I was just, let me just throw in this joke that I was going to say earlier, but I'm glad Nick is back. Like, I didn't notice that the cup was switched. 
Because I was just so distracted by how the, the pile of shit that I was sitting in. That just, sure. yeah. It was just so distracting. Barrett like problems. knocked on the door. Sneaky. He's like, it smells like shit out here. It's my shit. You start doing the thing where you're like, ah! <laughs> Where'd you get the pig? <laughs> uh... They, you know, oh, they're going to kill me, Miles says. He starts panicking. You got to save me, uh, Benoit Blanc. And he's like, what's going on? Where's Andy? Where's Whiskey? Yada, da, 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 da. Oh, my God. And then it's, a, what's? oh, my God, at 10 o'clock, the dong. Oh, my God, what's going to happen at 10 o'clock? The lights are going to go out. The lights go out for 20 minutes or whatever. Everybody screams and panics and runs around. Uh, there's a bunch of brouhaha and craziness going on. Uh, but we need to know is eventually uh, Benoit Blanc runs into the one and only Andy, uh, starts catching her up and says, I need you to do the thing. What's the stuff? Whatever, and then bam, she shot through a window. Benoit does a cool turn or whatever. She's, she's what, Greg? Shot through a window. She's shot through a... Shot through the... Some glass breaking, maybe? Um, everybody, the lights come back on. Everybody comes out and sees her body. They see her covered in blood. They see Benoit crying, and he says, it's time to finish this. From there, we had a time jump. Uh, we are going back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to the one, the only... Q Grant. Hello. Opening the door. Hugh Grant. It was uh, Hugh. Hugh did this. It was Hugh all along. <laughs> he opens the front door to find Andy with a southern accent. Say, what? This is wacky. With a crazy box or whatever, looking for the one and only Benoit Blanc. Her name is actually Helen. Uh, Andy is her twin sister. Andy did not commit suicide. She had a journal notes for future biographers, which is pretty dope. We get run through the fact. One of those? Anyone? Yeah, I do. You do? It's mostly about Tim, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just keep notes on him. Extensive notes. For when that day comes. <laughs> For when that day comes. Shout out to Janelle Monet. When when she died in this, I was like, fuck. I wanted more of her. And then we got a lot more. You got a lot like, more of her, you. too. Thank you for that. I'd like to give a shout out to Nick Scarpino. Me, too. Earlier, when you guys were like, oh, JGL's the voice of the dong, he leaned over and goes, I want to be the voice of your dong. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Nick, you got the job. Don't worry about it. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what it's going to sound like, Tim? Him. No. <laughs> no, talking to me. <laughs> oh, you know what you do. <laughs> so useless. Uh, this is where, you know, why doesn't Andy have a, a southern accent? Well, she adopted the rich bitch voice they used to talk about caviar with. Uh, she, when she, when uh, Helen was going through Andy's house, she f- went through her email, which people always make sound so easy. I could have gotten fucking Joey's phone if I wanted to. You know what I mean? But it's like people are always getting this stuff. Uh, it turned out, unless maybe it's got the face scan. Maybe she had the face scan mm. on the computer. Oh, uh, they found the email about love, uh, the love Andy envelope. I found the proof, and now I'm going to give it to everybody and ruin his whole empire. And then she's dead the next, she's suicide the next day or whatever, right? Um, and so, you know, they, something's more to this thing than that thing. And he's like, I'm going to, you know, I, I'll go to the island, but you should still go to the island and we'll do the island thing together. And she's like, is this safe? And he's like, no, no, it doesn't have to be, but you know, and it's confirmed that she doesn't drink and she, uh, she doesn't do good on boats. Right now we're, uh, going back, uh, still in the flashback here. We're at the glass onion, right? And it's the same thing of Andy's, uh, you know, doing the thing and you, uh, oh no, we're flashback into when they were at the actual glass onion bar. Sorry. That's what mm. it was. And guess what? Uh, Nick. Is it a wig? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the classic podcast, Wigging Out with Scarpino. Andy, did you spot the wig? So many terrible wigs in this whole wigs. shot. Edward Norton's was terrible. Yeah. It's like a lot. I, I think Love a lot the of characters it is playing in this, though. Like, it well, like, I just think like it's so weird to make to try to make. Edward Norton looked like a 20-something-year-old. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Have you seen the things of, like, he's dressed like Tom Cruise from Magnolia or whatever? Yeah. That's funny. Oh, oh I didn't that, realize I, that. I, I, I caught that. I was like, that's not, that, uh, that's interesting. 
Dave Batista's wig terrible. Terrible. I fucking but he was I a pro game. I mean, I feel like they were they knew. They knew it looked yeah, bad. Yeah, I don't and think they're trying to have good wigs. Anyway, that's so, part of the wig and not podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. nailed it, nailed it. Now yeah. they're just hiding in plain sight. So yeah. it's the whole thing of Andy's actually the ringleader. She got everybody together, but then she brought in Miles, and he's the one who got everything else. He got Catherine her first uh, job there, you know, uh, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Uh, he moved uh, Lionel from being a middle school teacher to getting into science or whatever. I uh, got I want to make Duke something... set up at Twitch. Yeah, just, he went there and set up Twitch.tv slash. I hated that Duke. sentence. Yeah, I hated right? that sentence. Well, oh, but, it's no, real. Tim, but Tim's always saying, of course, this is exactly this is how, how this works. works. Is these people just have somebody set them up and then they just have the platform to talk? If you don't mind, if you don't mind, I don't mind. Greg. Nick, what would my dick say? To this? <laughs> Call your dong. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's all he could say. That's all he knows. Your dick's like a Pokemon. My dick's named Tim. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see it evolve. Your dong, excuse me. Not my dong. Um, anyways, this is the whole thing of then this is the cocktail and that came in alpha and where it's going to go. I want to make something that could be said. Mentioned the same, the same breath as the Mona Lisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Immortality. Immortality. Uh, but then we ride it all the way to him wanting to do this new hydrogen fuel that some guy sold him on. We get him dressed like Steve Jobs because, of course, he hasn't had an original idea. He just keeps copying people he likes. Uh, this is where she's like, I'm going to bounce then and do whatever fuck you will. And then there's a big lawsuit, and she can't come up with a napkin to prove that it was her idea. And everybody in court, all the people we just talked about, they lie in court uh, saying that, you know, no, it was, it was Miles who did it or whatever. And so she yells at them in court. And then she, you know, she goes home and she trashes her own house. And then the book falls off, and inside the book is the uh, the glass onion napkin that proves it. She takes photos, sends it, blah blah blah. Um, the glass onion napkin thing. No, doesn't <laughs> lost me on it in it's terms a, it, of like. Yeah. I know the bar doesn't exist anymore, but these people have like millions, millions of dollars. How hard is it just to print a napkin with the bar's name on it? It's a bad, it's a bad smoking gun. It's a bad MacGuffin. Yeah. Like, it's not good. The fact that like he he remade the thing and then weathered it enough to look to, as long as it needed to be like, oh, okay. So we got yeah, two. She could have done the same thing. We got two. Well, this one, um, they were out of those napkins that day and I had this one. Yeah, but like they need her handwriting. They need, I'm sure they could do some sort of like carbon dating on it to find out how old it it's was. Just, it's just one of those things where you go like... All, but Alpha would do it and they wouldn't improve it. Right. It would just be like... If you're getting... If you're being so faithful to what these characters represent in real life, then all that would mean is just a bunch of conspiracy theories that people throw around on the internet and it would never get proven. And that's where my brain goes. It's like, there's no way that anyone ever believe her. Everyone on the right would be like, she's lying. Everyone on the left Even at the end of this like, movie where it's just like, I'm like, well, I can kind of see Edward Norton get out of this though still. Uh, easily, you know what I mean? Easily. Like, it's not like, I don't, you know, everything on the line. I'm like, I don't so know. It's on, it's on an island that he controls. He can control the narrative as they get off that island. Like, who's going to prove anything in this? Yeah, and it's like, I don't, yeah, it's like. But at the end, isn't it like all his friends turn on him and are going to be like, yeah, he killed. But again, uh, yes. but, but then yeah. the, the opposite of that to, to counter is that all his friends lied for him in the first place. So why would he be like they lied? Cross-examination, yeah, exactly. Yeah, How can we whatever. believe you on this one? Or yeah, that, no one yeah. can be believed at all. And, and he's is. a billionaire. Don't forget that. Like, and I still feel like, yeah, are they, are they like, I don't know. They, there's a lot of idiots right there, a lot of shitheads that suddenly need to get a concrete thing together real fucking quick to tell the cops there. Especially yeah. explaining, like, and are they going to end with, and Andy threw the clear in the fire. It's like, all right, well, Andy destroyed the Mona Lisa. Is like, so... Is yeah. Edward Norton the Hulk just going to sue her? And then also then the France, France is, is suing. France sue yeah, her? It's like, I don't, you know, I mean, like, whatever. It's just what not. did France do? <laughs> we ended we ended Knives Out with it being like, Marta's on top, and I know she's still going to have film. to go to law, the mat with these people about it, but, like, she's going to win that one. Right. Whereas this one, I'm like, I don't know if you're ending it. Well, at least she has the, the weapons with which to win that, right? Within yeah. this one, you're like, you're still dealing with the guy that's got, what, hundreds of billions of dollars in the yeah, bank? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's and the point, And great though. technology. Right? 
Like, it's it's just, like the whole point of it is that, like, yeah, it's like these are bad people that have way too much power and control. And like, even with all this, like, we're still like, hey, you probably can get away with this. They, yeah. I was married on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like if this were a book, you'd get to the end of that and be like, oh, okay. Shout out to the that's, sweatshop that's the line. So <laughs> Please tell me you didn't think a sweatshop is where they make sweatpants. <laughs> so really great. I'll get movie. Sorry. Benoit Blanc is again. I'm very bad. I'm very bad at dumb things. Um, then we're flash. Now the flashback is to, you know, uh, on the boat, she's seasick. She's dr- getting drunk on the kombucha. Uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like the drunk on the kombucha thing either. I thought that was going to play a little bit enough. more into it. I, 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 kombucha. Jared Leto's kombucha. Yeah, yeah. I liked, uh, every time she go- goes and gives Benoit the update and he'd be like, you're very good at this. You know what I mean? You should, yeah. you should take up drinking and shit like that. <laughs> As most people should. Um, <clears throat> hydrogen gas, we already talked about, you know, that's the, the motive menagerie uh, for Lionel and Agatha, the witch. Uh, but they have a conversation about it finally, right? Um, thank you very much. Um, I did talk about it. We talked about it out of order. It's fine. It was there. I got there, whatever. Yeah, I was I was waiting for the... The pancake. The car driving. Yeah, yeah, Anderson Cooper. I said it earlier, but, uh, you know. Anyways, though, sounds like a whistle. The lady screaming sounds like a, a high school whistle, <laughs> like a foul. Agatha what? has a conversation with Andy, who of course is actually Helen, and, and, and Andy's drunk. But she's like, you know, why didn't you? You never even responded to the email. She's like, I don't put anything in fucking text. That's why I call. I called you. We all came over. You never answered the door. And it goes that you know Duke was the first to arrive. Uh, Birdie came late. Me and Lionel showed up at the same time. Uh, and you know Duke almost got pancaked on his uh, ride out of there or whatever. Right. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, hilariously, uh, Benoit and uh, I want to say Marta, but no, uh, Andy, uh, go to catch up in the gym, and we get a Serena Williams cameo. So random. This is your time or whatever. I love the color. Oh, that, that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, like, yeah, it's your their IRL. <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, good. Um, this is where it's, you know, he sees the fax machine, one fax machine everywhere, and gets the same message. He goes over there, digs through it. Guess what? Lionel actually did rat out the fact that this is what happened. Um, this is also where, like, uh, uh, we get it revealed that, uh, Duke asked, uh, 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 whiskey, whiskey to go have sex with Miles one last time or whatever, right? So that he could get the alpha thing or whatever. Uh, this is where we get the sweatshot. Again, we're at this is motive menagerie mm-hmm. express course. Uh, we get the sweatshop thing there, right? She'll get 30 millions birdie if she just does it or whatever. They make the decision, of course, that the envelope is actually here, ladies and gentlemen. It's in the building. So you, uh, Andy, have to make a scene and then go snoop or whatever, right? And this is where we get back to her. I want the truth. And then getting leaving the party, she goes and flips everybody's room, eventually runs into the guy smoking weed in like the basement room. <laughs> They've just made it look like the basement or whatever. He leaves. Uh, she gets caught flipping uh, with in uh, uh, Batista's room, Batista bomb. Uh, she runs out and he, he, she, uh, the whiskey shoots the harpoon, harpoon gun that, <laughs> yeah, that he had said at the beginning. Mom, where's my harpoon gun? I need it. Uh, because she totally misunderstands Andy when Andy's like, he deserved it, not understanding that he's dead, but thinking that you know, they just got to fight him or breaking up or whatever. Um, this is where we catch back up to the movie, kind of. Uh, Benoit tells her, hey, you know, this is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. She gets shot. Guess what, though? Andy's diaries. <laughs> Thank you. Notes for future biographers. Save her life. Uh, this is exactly what they need so she she can snoop in the one last room. Of course, uh, the headquarters up there of the Glass Onion because it's already been given. Uh, Miles has already gotten it from somebody. Uh, they use the Jeremy Renner hot sauce. Uh, he rubs it on his <laughs> eyes. Shit balls. <laughs> then uh, when every comes out, it rolls down her and up her nose. Uh, she gets to go up. She gets to go out there in the glass onion. She finds the card uh, behind this. Right. Uh, then we get uh, to the reveal down there. 
there where uh, Benoit Blanc's laying, Blanc is laying it all out. He says, you know, this is a dumb game. Uh, and then he's, he starts bringing up all the stupid thing Miles has said and done the wrong words at the wrong time and all this. Miles Braun so is an idiot. Yeah, it's, you know what I mean? He's not smart at all, right? And then it's Duke, so smart, it's genius. Yeah. No, it's just stupid. Oh, it's so stupid, it's genius. No, it's just <laughs> stupid. It's just dumb. Uh, th- then we put it all together, right, that it was Miles who was in New York, right, Whiskey? Because he had come back for your birthday. Yeah, been here. No, he's he took Baby Blue over there, almost pancaked Batista there, uh, because, of course, he showed up, slipped sleeping pills to her, put her in the car, and killed her that way. Uh, and they, you know, they go on. It was the pineapple juice. Uh, loaded gun in the dark. Your only original idea wasn't originally. You stole that from yeah. me. Right? <laughs> I like how disappointed he is. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Andy shows back up with the napkin. This is one thing you can't fake, because it's got glass onion written on it. All right. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's mm-hmm. what it is. But, of course... Holding it up, Miles burns it. Did anyone actually see it? He's right. You know what I mean? No one sees it. No one steps up. You, you'll lie for a lie, but you won't lie for the truth, is what Andy tells them, which is very maddening, of course. But these are all terrible people. Do not expect no uh, less. Uh, Blanc makes good on his word, of course. This is as far as my jurisdiction goes. I can only help you solve the case. I'm, I'm part of the system and the cops in the courts or whatever. Uh, but he gives her liquid courage and then also gives her, of course, uh, the clear uh, this is where she just goes off and smashes everything, and it's a long scene of smashing stuff that I've fast-forwarded the second time. I'm like, I don't need to see how this again. <laughs> smashes it up real good, though. Starts a fire, right? Disruption. I don't really know why they start smashing, like, and why everyone does it. Seems kind of weird. Fuck this guy. It's, it's the but normal like, thing where these guys realize they're trapped by it, yeah. but they're, they're not happy about it, but they're all bootlickers. You know what I mean? Andy? You ever have that? Pile of you shit. You ever have some? <laughs> shit pile. I was going to turn around on us. <laughs> that I was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Look at my boots. Then it is like, okay, cool. She finally reveals that she has it, uh, right? And so she, you know, uh, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She takes the clear and you know, runs over there. It, no. Yes. She, she throws the clear. It explodes. Fireball. Everything's on fire. And then runs over to hit the emergency switch. She does in a very slow motion, dumb scene, I think, where, you know, the Hulk runs at her and can't get her and he falls down and then she hits the fucking thing and then the Mona Lisa burns and he has a really good, like, slow-mo, no, whatever, scream about it. Love oh. the shots of the Mona Lisa and them talking about, like, the paint marks and stuff and, like, how it looks, like, seeing it burn slowly. It's like, this fucking tight. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, so then it's outside. Everybody survives. Everybody's just got a little bit of dirt on them. A little With the accompanying song as well. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to. Great. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good song. Uh, I'm gonna get out of this, you know, blah blah blah. And he's like, "Yeah, you fuel the future. Just barbecue the world's most famous painting." You know, you're, the gang all turns on him. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. And they're like, "You know, yeah. I also saw him get, take the gun." I yeah, saw I saw. Yeah, him. exactly. I saw him driving away from uh, uh, Andy's house or stuff like that. Right. Um. And then yeah, you know, uh, Andy go, or well, uh, Helen goes down to be with uh, Benoit, and she get the son of a bitch, and she did, and then she uh, poses just like the Mona Lisa, and the movie ends. You got your wish to be remembered in the same breath as the Mona Lisa. All right, everybody. Now it's time for a thing I like to call Ragu Bagu. Man. (laughs) Ragu. Damn. <laughs> My dog is the host of Rag. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains of the Knives Out universe. I'm one of your hosts, Greg, alongside Nick, Joey, Andy, and Tim. Gentlemen and lady, where do we want to rank the two people here? We have Ransom and we have Miles, the bad guys of this universe. 
I love both for different reasons. Same. I, I feel like Miles is just, you know, like just such a great bad guy. We love to hate him from the beginning. We hate him at the end. He's an idiot. I got yeah. so many funny jokes, like so many things that like add up, and I, I appreciate it. But there's something about Chris Evans, the surprise of it, the like smarminess of him and all of it that I think there's something I appreciate about Ransom. That I'd give him the edge. I, I like Ransom by a country mile. A country mile. I think Ransom's better than Miles. I think, again, it's, you know, they're both great and there's arguments for whatever. Ransom I like because of the performance and I like the eat shit and I like, you know, him thinking, he, being behind the game, making himself ahead of the game, realizing he's behind the game, going back and forth and doing all this stuff and I don't think ever just stumbling into it. Whereas I think Miles obviously stumbles into so much of it, right? Having Marta numbers. eat all the food and be like, by the way, you just ate a whole lot of shit. Time right. to ask you some questions. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I, I enjoy the, I got a friend who'll sit the in this cleverness thing. there. You Sinister. Know? Like yeah. he's, he's a villain in a yeah. way that like Miles <laughs> thinks he's the good guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's formidable. Right. And that's what you want when you have a character like Benoit Blanc, you want a formidable enemy. You want a yeah. Moriarty. You want like one of those, you know, a classic smarter than Sherlock Holmes villains. And that's ransom is that when, when you start, thinking about how fast he had to think on his feet to make all that come together and almost one, you're like, Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Like that's kind of terrifying that he was able to do that. Whereas miles is just like using words wrong. and has a lot of money. It's just a con artist, which is interesting. And, and Edward Norton does as much as he possibly can with it. It's just not, it's not as formidable. He was the Hulk. Yeah. I think miles is funnier to like laugh at, but I think uh ransom is like a better bad guy character. All right. Sounds like we have it then. Here we go. Ransom, number one, number one, ransom, number two miles. Now it's time to rank the Knives Out cinematic universe. I guess so. Uh, yeah, so we have Knives Out and we have Glass Onion. Um, I feel like I might be the only person that would put Glass Onion over Knives Out, but it is. It is so close. I love both these movies. Can't wait to get more in the future. We only have one more confirmed, um, but put, I hope that it John is. John Hammond one. Oh! John Hammond oh. one. You know, I'm down for that. Um, but I appreciate how different this one is than the first one, and I hope that the third one is equally different. You bring up the Dark Pictures anthology. like I like that idea of, like, we know what we're going to get, but it's going to have some twist. I just hope that the quality maintains this good and sure. if not Dark Pictures. <laughs> well, now, come on now. Dark Pictures has gone b uh, up for the most part. I know there's a lot of stuff with Devil <laughs> in Me. Not, we haven't talked about it yet, but I know. I mean, oh, let's put that aside for a second. The first three went up. I'm putting I'm putting this on the uh, for right now. Ryan Johnson, you're watching this. Mm -hmm. Welcome back, by the way. Welcome back. Sorry about the shit talk. Yeah, John Hamm, Lupita Nyong'o, Vanessa Kirby. Okay. Put them on the list. Three, right there. Great Thank you. I want Parker Who's Vanessa Posey? Kirby from uh, The Crown and from like Hobbs and Shaw. Also, um, um, Mission Impossible. Impossible. How about you watch some big fucking movies for a change? Jesus. <laughs> How about you clean up all the poop in your room? <laughs> Anybody piling up? Anybody uh, put glass onion over one, or is it unanimous? Negative, negatory. Good buddy. Well, there we go. Number one is glass. Is knives out. Number two is glass onion. Um, we will return next week with MCU in review, rewatching Ant Man one. And the next week, Ant-Man 2. And the next week, Ant-Man 3. And somewhere in there, Magic Mike and his Let's last go. dance. Have baby. fun with that, yeah. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> You're a part of that. What? Aren't you? <laughs> I no. think. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to dance? One last time? <laughs> it's let not us one know last in the time. comments below. There's everybody. no way we're going to go fourth one. <laughs> I don't know what. Just let us know something. Until next know. time, Greg Wildblank, thank you so much for your... My pleasure. <laughs>